The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, and welcome to it. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for uh, visiting our website and looking at all of our video content, geekshowpodcast.com. A lot of video content happening there. It's called Content, and it's King. (laughs) Go and watch us do our stupid thing. Yes, Geek Show Podcast, where a bunch of me and my friends uh, sit sit around and talk about the stuff we love. On today's show, uh, we have an interesting uh, discussion about X-Men Apocalypse versus Captain America Civil War. Hmm. Uh, Jay, Shannon, and Jimmy join me for Broken News, and we talk about Luke Cage. It's mostly spoiler-free, and a bunch of other stuff happens. And uh, then we talk about uh, Disneyland. More importantly, the weirdos who go there. And I say weirdos lovingly because I'm one of them. Uh, Scott Renshaw has written a book called Happy Place, and he's going to join us in the uh, last portion of the show and talk about it. Thank you for uh, downloading this program. Thank you for uh, giving us a good review on iTunes and all that stuff. But more importantly... Thanks to our sponsors who make this party possible each and every week. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, they offer a comprehensive hold service. It's free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20. And the previews catalog free. Make sure you never miss a thing. Open seven days a week, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, Cabin Fever, it's the most wonderful time of the year at Cabin Fever, celebrating the creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky this October, located in the heart of Charlie Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East in downtown Salt Lake City. Also, Chef Daniel Cantu, home delivery service geared toward those who can't cook, won't cook, or are just too damn busy. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you'd like, a $40 minimum. No commitment to order every week. Go to his website, cantuscatering.com. That's C-A-N-T-U-S-catering.com for more information. Or give him a call at 801-359-6035. Either way, when you encounter any of our sponsors, be sure to tell them, Geek Show says, hey, on with the show. Earth is under attack by an insect-like race. He'll be played by William Shatner, so everyone will love him. Tony, we still run the disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> now, now this is kind of cool. I, oh, dude, have you seen me at a buffet? It's like a hot dog with a pimple. Looks Pamela phenomenal. Anderson going to be in it? No. It's all about girth. It's not about length. You know that. Microscopic, I think, was the word. Instead of guns, they had no, cell that phones. Was about- all I see is crazy Tom Cruise jumping yeah. on the couch. First. I also need to know what, what's going to happen with Don Young. Geekshowpodcast.com and yeah, welcome back to the basement. Woo-hoo! Yeah. That was pretty much in unison. I'm having a that beer. Good. Coming at you. Good for you. Stereo. Yeah. Saturday. What about you, Jimmy? You're going to indulge a little? Well, I've already been upstairs twice. Oh, you have? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. you oh, good for you. Seriously. Stupid. It's like a Romulan cloaking device. I didn't even notice it. It was going. good, wasn't it? Yeah. I just vanished and yeah. all of a sudden vodka's in my belly. It's weird. Ooh. Yes. Because we keep the vodka in the... You know, I should have a bottle down here in the fridge, shouldn't I? You should well, put a fridge down if you here. Had well, bought, you, you have <laughs> a freezer on that fridge. Yeah, we do, yeah. If you bought the rocket ship bar that I sent you pictures of, you could have a bar right in this room. I told you, Kickstarter and everything. I we think there needs to be a little effort to get the booze. <laughs> like a challenge. Oh, you're right. Make it you know, worth it. Yeah. We've had those shows. But... <laughs> it's when you fall down the stairs, you're done. Lexi knows what I'm talking about. When you about. fall up the stairs, you're really done. Oh, wow. Yes. All right. That's exorcist shit. Or when you break one of Sue's nice stemware with your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever happens first. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, introduce uh, our panel uh, here on Podcast Right. 
Mr. Jimmy. Jimmy, Hello. Jimmy Martin. I'm sticking with that nickname. Do it. I am sticking. You are Mr. Jimmy to me. I need if I'm going to do that because Kurt Russell has a great mustache in Deepwater Horizon. I got to grow a mustache. Grow that out. You. He's got great facial your, hair. Your wife would like you to grow facial hair. She really I likes would facial do, hair. You, on a you did for Halloween once. Yeah. You, you committed know, I, to Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was pre-network television days and it only took him <laughs> oh yeah it only took him 15. eight hours to grow that mustache. oh it, it grows i mean this is this is like <laughs> you're clean shaven you're a clean shaven when i picked you up yeah it's weird <laughs> i sneeze and it just goes he's, like, he's yeah. like homer simpson he shaves yeah you're like my friend kurt pettengill back in oregon he would clean shaven and by afternoon he was gimli from lord of the rings i, just, <laughs> I don't know why i just i've got this thing where you know being on on a you know a network television station I, I shouldn't have a beard and then cat came to the station one time and asked one of the producers was like would you guys care if he had a beard? And they're like, no. And, was, and she's like, grow a beard! <laughs> look, look. I just think it's weird. I don't just, want to. So is that what this is? Are you doing it? No, I got to shave because I'm going to be on, like, like, I think in a couple days. <laughs> I, so. I'm just saying, I'm, I've, I'm actually, my, my beard's now longer than it's ever been. Yeah. And Mine too. I Your beard's amazing. Thank you. It is, you're, you're seriously. Nearing, you're nearing Duck Dynasty length. I'm, I'm seeing... <laughs> At this point, I'm Sea Captain Lee. Well, I just, I, I just want to, I want to cast, I want to cast him in my fantasy webcomic. <laughs> I, uh, as as we record this, yes. uh, in about an hour, you can see me on KSL. So that's worthless because that was like two weeks ago. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can catch me on KSL, uh, Big Movie Mouth Off. You can read me in Slug. You can hear me on the Arrow and Mediocre Show and Good Old Geek Show. Thank you very Bye. much. Good old geek show. Good old geek show. <laughs> times like this, remember the good old days. Right? God, we need rocking chairs now. We really do. <laughs> Corn cob no. pipes. No. Mm. As long as there's something good in the pipe, then I'm okay. Mm. The audio be really bad. Mm. Because <laughs> doing. Let's not do rocking chairs. Let's do rocking chairs. It'll <laughs> yep. make you sick. Yep. Uh, Lee George Cade, everyone. Howdy do, everybody. He's bringing a rocking chair. I, I actually bringing them back. Because <laughs> there was a time when the From rocking where? chair was... Uh, quintessential element of American sensuality. <laughs> Did you say sensuality? No, it's the most, it's the most sensual of chairs. These halcyon days. When Are we talking about the same kind of rocking chair? Two-seater rocking chair. You and your mate can rock each other. And, uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the ones that they bolt into the ceiling that are made of leather. Those, I'm are, talking those about are swings. A, I'm talking oh, about those, a, those are swings. A, a How do you know that, Tony? He knows. I watch TV. <laughs> a climactic experience of biblical proportions. They got those shops in Utah County? Yeah. Try the new rocking chair by Geek Show. <laughs> oh. He goes down to Dirty Joe Punsters in Spanish Fork to get his... It's a real place. It is. That is a real place. That is a real place. I've if seen the I billboard. Said, if I said that, you'd be calling bullshit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Dirty Joe Dirty Punsters. Dirty Joe Punsters. It's, Punsters? It's, it's, we it's refer like, to those as spousal unity shops. It's, it is. Exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is the one in, in Spanish Fork uh-huh. that I know of. Because there's, a, there's a billboard for it yeah, on the right-hand side of I-15 going south. They're shaped pretty, like a penis. <laughs> no, it just says yeah. square. It's the only or what are you trying to say about your penis? <laughs> Square shaped. Okay. The only the only lingerie that covers your shoulders. <laughs> it's um, I I just know of them because they're friends of the program and yeah. You know. Yes. All right. Uh, I'd love it if you came to see me at uh, Fresh Eatery, one forty five uh, East, thirteen hundred South, Suite two hundred one. We're open uh, Monday through Friday because Saturdays are great to have off. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. also, uh, I'm I'm slowly taking over the the print world uh, at lgcade.com. No, I'm serious. I'm writing a book too. Nice. So it's all it's all on there. Hey, are you just putting it up there? I'm just putting it up there. I'm, I'm following a model. I uh, saw some guys. Oh, well, we talked to Chad Harden last week. And yes. that seems to be the new model is make it free and then print it. 
once it once it's once it's available for print, then you can actually make some money from it. I'm sorry, so. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you, n- you never know how these things are. They're, they're, I'm, t- I'm talking about like with comic books and stuff because I know like the Atomic Robo guys. They they put. I think all 15 of their graphic novels mm-hmm. up for free, and even the new ones up for free, but they're still actually making a living from the print work and from uh, Kickstarter and Patreon. So uh, that's 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 the way it's going to be, uh, at least for me. Whew. Scott Renshaw would like you to buy his <laughs> physical book. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why else would I be here? Uh, Scott Renshaw has joined us, and, and let, me, let me see the, the book here. You I've may. read this. You may. And uh, this is this. We'll, we'll be talking about this in the in the third part of the show. Uh, it's a happy place, living the Disney parks life. And this is a book less about the park and more about the people that attend oh, wow. on a regular basis. Yeah. If, you, if you ever want, you know, wondered why there are a thousand books about Disneyland in the bookstore in a library, this is why there are a thousand books in the library, because there are <laughs> exactly. millions of people exactly. who want to read them. Hmm. But uh, Scott is also a writer for uh, City Weekly here. In yes, cityweekly.net and on your uh, local Utah newsstands. That's right. Uh, Tony. Hey. Hi. It's good to be here. Designated driver and producer of the program Quad T. Yep. That's what I do. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Quad T Tony, or on the Gadget Spot podcast, where we talk about gadgets, games, and technology with Excitable James, Jaron, and Owen. Mm-hmm. All do, right. We're, we're, do, do, they have, huh? do they have descriptors, too? Uh, nope. They're just Jaron and Owen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Plain old Jaron and Owen. Let me just Owen. start off with this story. This story. Well, before it, you do, we have a host. Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> Gary Jackson. Hey. Hi, how are you? Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, X96. Right. Yeah. He knows that Sting smells like cinnamon. Sting smells like cinnamon. <laughs> See, um, when I saw the first post about Sting, I thought you meant the guy with the white and black mask was going to be oh, on your from show. WWE? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Now, See, that joke was made by everyone. Ah, dang it. But leave it to my attorney. To be very excited that I would be meeting the mascot of the Salt Lake Bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Ed. baseball team. Ed was very excited that he wanted to know what that mascot smelled like. All right. See, it I was there. Like honey. I was there at the opening night of the Pioneer Theater. Oh, the play, show, and, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm really disappointed. I think I got a rip, ripped off. That you know, <laughs> that's that's where your star should be, right? You bring him up on stage at opening night, and I got nothing. He he was there uh, the Thursday night, not yeah. the opening night. So braved the storm. He did. <laughs> So the big story that I know is burning up the internet that everyone is talking about that is dominating geek media. Oh, I can't wait. Aren't you? Brangelina? I'm excited to, re- to hear what you say. Oh, don't mention wait. that. It makes me so sad. It doesn't. I'm going for her. You <laughs> should. I'm sure your wife would be thrilled. I actually don't find her attractive. I'm, I'm worried that we're exhausting oh. our national supply of uh, Jennifer Aniston memes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, within 24 hours, the, the critical supply level had dwindled. Well, I'm I'm Team Brad. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, I'm, um, I'm Team Skeletor. <laughs> Is that Angelina? Yeah. All uh, right. <laughs> but the big story: she flies all over the place in her dirigible, picking up orphans. The big an- the big announcement of the next superhero film. Yes. That everyone is excited about. Bumblebee Man. I'm on the edge of my seat, Carrie. Stan Lee's Monkey Master. I'm sitting back in my seat, <gasps> Carrie. I should have let him fall. Monkey Master? I'm joining forces again <laughs> with my frequent collaborator, Sharad Devarjanan. 
Depart. You made Jen. that word up. It's pronounced Gerard Depardieu. To create <laughs> Monkey Master. Hello, I'm Gerard Depardieu. I'm the Monkey Master. It, uh, it will uh, unite two of the world's biggest movie industries, India and China. Wow. Oh. Both very prominent monkey aficionados. <laughs> Let's just, fingers crossed China lets it in. They've also got a, a huge... There won't be any is, women in the movie. Is there, a, is there a ghost monkey? Because there's... Yeah. I don't know. I got this story for both you and I. Mm-hmm. You, because of what it's about, and me, so I could do my Stan Lee voice. <laughs> Job well done. The Monkey Master story will take place between ancient and modern day China and India as the myth of monkey warriors... Known to both cultures, come together in the creation of a modern-day superhero. Did you say the timeline between ancient and modern? Ancient and modern. That's pretty broad. (laughs) You gotta have an imagination, kid. It's a monkey superhero? He's Yes. Monkey Master will be unique in how it interweaves Chinese and Indian myth to create a hero that will entertain fans across the world. With his martial arts skills and unstoppable superpowers. What are his powers? Well, what's great is that Gerard's not even going to need a suit. Like, so <laughs> if, if if it's if it's if it's Indian mythology, then it's, it's going to be part of Hanuman. Yeah. And then monkey and Chinese mythology is a trickster god. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> you're you're actually excited. I'm going to be the this. only person that watches it. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a side note, have you guys seen the trailer for that Russian? Superhero movie well, coming out, Guardian. Well, of course, I think is of what course, it's called. the strong one's a bear. Yeah, yeah. that looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it looks you like haven't... it looks like Timur Bekmambetov decided to make a superhero movie. Like I said, I've been trying to avoid trailers, but uh, I'll say one that looks good. I just it was playing before I saw uh, Rogue One. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> but uh, uh, Passengers. Oh uh, yeah, I think it looks. Oh, good. that looks neat. I yeah. I read a review of that. Someone's already seen it. Oh no, I'm it thinking comes of out in one. December. I'm yeah. thinking of another of arrival. Movie. Arrival. Arrival. I was uh, yeah. I was oh. in both of those. Yeah. <laughs> was arrival any good? I kind of wanted to see I, that. one. I read the review and they said it was really good. It's making nice. the festival circuit now. It's oh, okay. at the Fantastic Fest in Austin, and it was just in Toronto. And when are we Which getting a public arrival? Arrival with uh, Amy Adams and uh, I'm now blanking Gerard on who Depardieu. the male is. <laughs> it's always it's either Gerard Depardieu or Chris Pratt. It's one or the other. I I heard that it was the racist sing along that'll make you rethink Chris. No. <laughs> okay. No, Arrival is... Uh, it's about the first contact of first aliens contact. on Earth. And, and it's set a few years in the future, right? Yeah. yeah. And Amy Adams has just so much time to figure out how to communicate with them. That so would be the hardest a, part. She's a, so she's a like, linguist. She's a xenolinguist yeah. or something like that. That would be the hardest part of first contact. Is yeah. Figuring, Communication. Figuring out, you know. And that's, that's so it's the first it's, act of a Mars it's, attack. It's Darmok. It's Darmok and Jalad the movie. I think <laughs> <laughs> when the walls fell. Yeah. But now what was the what was the what was the other one? Uh, that I was not thinking of because I was passengers. Thinking, I was th- passengers. That's yeah. the one with Chris That's Pratt Chris and Pratt. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Oh, I saw the trailer for that as well. Yeah, it looks good. I saw the teaser for the trailer, or maybe it was the commercial for the teaser for the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. The countdown for the teaser of yes. the trailer. I don't know. It was on the internet. I don't know. Uh, yeah, those those look great too. Um, let's talk a bit about something that we were actually talking about off off I'm mic. Get pissy. <laughs> Try to channel. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Composure and and let me just start. Lee, Lee is not happy with X Men: Age of Apocalypse, and it's not just up. Apocalypse. I'm and not unhappy. <laughs> I'm just not happy. But you're but you're not happy. Yeah, I and, liked it. And really, you're the guy that this movie 
should be appealing to. Because if you lose, if you lose Lee Cade in an X Men movie, you done fucked up. Because you you read the X Men and still read the X Men, don't you? Yeah, got me got me through got me through my teenage years. <laughs> I mean, that was that was what I read to not go crazy. So so what happened? I'll be honest. I st- I'm terrible. I still haven't seen it. You're not missing much. No, it's. I liked it. Oh, it's likable. It's plenty likable. But there's there's a lot to like. There's is a it lot. Though? Well, no. I mean, it's it's likable. It's like it's like meeting somebody who's just kind of friendly. It's a friendly movie. Hey. Yeah. It's uh, not as good as the other ones. No. No. Nowhere no, near. No question. It's, it's not. It's not as bad as X three, and it no. even makes an X three joke that's one of the better jokes in the movie. But, but actually, that joke falls on itself, It doesn't too. earn that It is, joke. Because, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's, it's, the, worst the, third, the, it's the worst of the new three. Um, like now, I even, like, like, after seeing that, I was like, oh, you should have said because, that. Because mm-hmm. I like, I like, I mean, we can all agree, I think X2 First class, is, yeah. is terrific. First Class was really good. Yeah, and I Days thought, of Future Past and days was of future phenomenal. Past That's was my great. favorite. Yeah. And the second Wolverine movie was pretty damn good. Uh, I, and Origin was fantastic. It sure was. You go sit in the corner. It sure was. So what... What happened with Apocalypse? What? Um, so Jimmy Jimmy had some issues with Apocalypse. Uh, you know, he he shows how powerful he is very early on, and then they defeat him by traditional means. So that seems a little goofy. And I, yeah, I'll admit, okay. I'll admit that's a problem. But that's also a problem with the character of Apocalypse sure. in general. He's well, kind of how do you ever defeat Apocalypse in the comics? And I I hold the same question because it's coming mm-hmm. up is with um ah now I'm blanking Thanos. Thanos, yeah, yeah. It just because they might, you know, if they make him too powerful, yeah. They, there's my my issue with it is is that it was very, very. Um, let's see what worked before and then do it bigger. Yeah, and yeah. so okay. of course there's a big Quicksilver scene, which is unnecessary because if Quicksilver can do all of that, then you don't need the rest of the movie because he could just run to Cairo and defeat all the horsemen anyway. <laughs> Because if you can empty out a house before a bomb explodes, you can do just no, about anything. As a bomb is exploding. As the bomb is exploding, yeah. yeah he's got time to do all of that. So I mean, I mean, that's like that approach is faster than flash speed. I mean, that's really it was it was so insanely. It fast. was so paint by numbers. And I remember saying to my wife afterwards, if this had been the first X Men movie, I would have lost my mind. Oh yeah. yeah. But we've seen all this a hundred times before. Well, and then what's what's terrible is there's a scene where Scott, being a punk. Is sitting there talking with Gene, and he's talking with Nightcrawler, and he's talking with Jubilee. Who, by the way, we don't see Jubilee's powers even once in the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, they're they're talking, and they decide to go to the mall because Kirk's Kirk's never seen a mall before. Nightcrawler's never seen a mall, and he gets excited. So the next scene you see in the theatrical release is them leaving Return of the Jedi, and that's where the third movie joke comes in. Mm-hmm. There's a cut scene if you if you have uh, the the Blu-ray or if you if mm-hmm. you bought it digitally. There's a cut scene about five minutes long of the kids running around in the mall, and it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. And they cut it. Mm-hmm. And you know they're they're in the arcade. You actually see Jubilee actually shocking the machine so they can keep playing. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Kurt's off shoe uh, shoe buying and listening to music. And, did, and it's, did, did they go to a record store and buy a Dazzler album? I believe they did. <laughs> but it's it's the most charming scene in the entire movie. There's more character development in this in this four minute montage than there is in the entire movie of people very obviously being suspended from wire rigs. Yeah. It's the other part that drove me nuts. Is like, okay, I understand you want to do traditional effects because they you know, traditional's the way it's at. If you look like you got a stick up your ass because you've been on a harness and you're hanging from a crane for four hours, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it going, oh, fast benders hanging from a fucking crane. Yeah. 
through the whole scene that he's in. He's obviously hanging from a harness. That doesn't make well, it look better. And that, and that <laughs> harness is restraining his hog, and he's in pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's one of those, it was just kind of largely unnecessary, and it was largely unnecessary, I think, because Fox is going, oh, we fucked up Fantastic Four. Let's see. We better keep making X-Men movies, though, because hmm. they sure do work. Well, they've already talked about doing another Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah they they're kind of tossing that around. Are they, have they laid, laid, laid down any plans for another X-Men mm-hmm. movie after this? I, I haven't no, heard no specific title. I haven't heard I've anything. Singer said it would be in the nineties. Yeah. That's all we've heard. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure there'll be an even you know, better, more impressive Quicksilver scene. The two things I said was that there was no progression with the franchise nope. from Days of Future Past, and two is that the great when Singer came back in with with uh, First Class, and you know, yeah, he revitalized it. He brought it back from from uh, Brett Ratner's piece of shit. No, Singer, but, Singer didn't do First Class. He produced Who's producer. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Matt Vaughn. That's what Matthew I was Vaughn. It was Vaughn. But but he came back as a producer, so he had he was heavily involved, and then he came into Days of Future uh, Days of Future Past. But now I'm like, okay, so it was great that you came back. It's time to go. Yeah. Because I think you're just making the same and shit I thought, over and I thought, over. I thought you were being harsh, and then I watched no. the movie, and I was like, no, this is tired. This is tired filmmaking. Yeah. Well, it's the problem that the comic book movie franchises are facing, and and I think the MCU has managed to dodge this a little bit, but it's. It's something that the movies can't do that a serialized comic book or even the TV series can do, which is allow you a downtime. Mm. They're, they've built in so much into these movies, and you mentioned this, this the scene in the mall, that allows something of, of character development that you're not getting. You can't have a below-decks episode of a cinematic franchise because there's too much at stake. There's but, too much money But the stake. MCU is, is building in their downtime. That's right. They're building in, and they're, they're actually having progressions of character and story that yeah. matter from movie to movie. Because from Civil War, ensemble piece, we're getting a downtime of Doctor Strange. We're getting then well, Guardians you, 2. You bring up Civil yeah. War, and guess what? There's the scene in Civil War where Paul Rudd gets out of the van, and they have a little bit of chit-chat. There's the scene where uh, Bucky asks if they can move the seat forward because he needs a little more leg room. That's what the mall scene in Apocalypse was. It was that moment of downtime where you can breathe a little bit, get a little bit of character development, maybe a little humor, okay, well, and I'll, then get to the next I big wanna, stage. I want to bring in then Civil War because I have just been a little obsessed with it ever oh. since I got it on Blu-ray. Oh, it's I got a funny a, story too with that. such a terrible movie. And <laughs> I, I broke down and watched the director's and writer's commentary. If you want to know why that movie works... Mm-hmm. It's because of the Russos and the mm-hmm. writers. When they talk about all the things they could have done but didn't do, it you understand why the Russos should be... I wish they could be making all of the Marvel movies. <laughs> These guys know their shit. Yep. They're really smart. And they, they, don't, they aren't slavish to the fanboy. They realize they need to tell a story and they need to have progression. And you introduce a character when he's needed. You know, yeah. that's why Paul Rudd just shows up. You could have had a scene leading up to Paul Rudd, Hawkeye going and getting Paul Rudd. You could have had that scene. No, he's needed now. He shows you, up. You know those beats. The, yeah. The the mistake they're making with X Men is uh, Mystique is not the most interesting character in the X Men universe, uh, but they're paying for Jennifer Lawrence, so we better damn well use her. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> and, yeah. and so yeah. it's yeah. the same mistake they made with Holly Berry. Holly Berry was not a good Storm. Actually, the girl who plays Storm in Apocalypse is fantastic. Yeah. And and actually, all the kids were fantastic oh, as, yeah. the, as the new X-Men. They were great. But, oh, we're paying for Holly Berry. We'd best use Holly Berry when, really, it should have been Angela Bassett. We all know it should have been Angela Bassett. <laughs> uh, Thank you. But but Mystique is, uh, Mystique is a B-list villain in the X-Men comics. But you, with Rebecca Romaine Stamus and then, uh, and then Holly... Uh, 
Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Taking Lawrence. It. You you've paid for these character beats, and you're going to use them, and you're going to use them to death, and really not the character I came to the movie to see. Yeah. And and here you have at one point spoiler. In Apocalypse, where where Gene unleashes the Phoenix Force. Oh, give me more fucking Jean Grey. Yeah, you know if you want to focus well, on a strong female character, give me Jean Grey. You've got a pretty good actress there too. She's great. Mm-hmm. Sophie Turner's Jean Grey was was kind of tragic. And again, there's a cut scene where they kind of get into they they touch on it in the theatrical release where Scott thinks the kids are making fun of him. No, they're making fun of her because she is a freak of nature. She yeah. can't control her powers. She levitates in her sleep. You mentioned uh, sexy. <laughs> you mentioned Civil War and being obsessed with it. Uh, so I have been. I've just it's it's been. It's in, a good movie. In As my a, Blu-ray, man, it's just been going. I'm but, just glad that I finally have something to give my wife a break from Winter Soldier from. <laughs> As we uh, as we uh, record this uh, about a week ago, I went to New Orleans for that junket, and on the plane they had uh, you know the screens on the back of the seats, and they actually had Civil War on there. So I turned it on. And I took the little button and I fast forwarded it right to when they pulled Paul Rudd out of that van, <laughs> and I watched the, the you know the whole airport sequence yeah, like that all the way to yeah. the point where uh, Rhodey goes down and then uh, Stark fired. He goes was uh, Falcon goes sorry you know about you know like that and he just hits he him blasts. with the thing hits him in the yeah hits him with the the, the you know whatever mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and right when that ended I just go. I'm not kidding. I watched it nine times. Did you watch, you watch the deleted scenes from the movie? Well, the commentary yeah. stuff on that was actually amazing. Just realizing what was it? A you know, 120 degrees on the tarmac in Atlanta, and they're all in rubber suits. And yeah. They, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I watched the deleted scenes too. Yeah. yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're good, but also the movie is fine without them. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what's fascinating. So you're going on about this should have been in. This should have been no, in. No, they're 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 that. I'm serious. It's, it was so hard after Apocalypse was over, and and my wife and I actually like our first date. We went gushing over the X Men video game. Okay, <laughs> that, that was like our first date. Was raging about how much we love that game. So we love X Men. That's the one time you want to be Cyclops. And so but yeah, after, well, <laughs> I true. I kind of always true. I, I poke at you for that. I like so. being the douchebag leader. It's, oh. <laughs> you should see me at Comic Con. I am Cyclops. I'm like, well, everybody, we need to make good decisions. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> shut up, Cyclops. Yeah. Anyway. But but when you, when you get done with the movie, and you're like, wow, that was a thing. See, usually when I watch the deleted scenes from a movie, I go, yeah, I, I can, can see, see why, why that was. Right. Yeah. yeah, that didn't need to be. Yeah, there. if you watch this mall scene, you'll be going, okay, tonally, maybe it's out of place. I would have left it in because, and and that's that's with all of my years of experience of making movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you run into the same issue with Batman v Superman. The yeah. ultimate cut has you know thirty minutes of stuff that's actually really important to the character and development. Somebody even said, "Well, maybe that's the new model that DC is going to take." And I'm like, "No, that's don't. a terrible model. <laughs> yeah, make good movies. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> make make a good theatrical cut and then add the even better yeah. stuff later. But yeah, but yeah, it's I'm all just, about. I think it's all about running time." I think that's the problem. I'm sure that that's a but factor. Sure. It's yeah. a factor, of course. So no, but uh, Apocalypse was one of those movies where, and, and again, I'm not saying I hated it. it I'll, I'll watch anything but X3, really. No, oh, well, the first X-Men's kind of painful now. Yeah, it it's is. It's very dated. It's Plus, just, Hugh Jackman looks really young. Isn't that weird how different he looks? <laughs> he's like he's like 12 years old. He comes walking He's a lot in. skinnier, too. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow. Very, yeah, he's got 90s muscle. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the one thing I always say about movies uh, is, and this Apocalypse falls right into this point, is that, like, I'd almost rather like despise a movie like X three because you're gonna remember it. You know what I mean? Then be or love it. it. But like Apocalypse is just it's so forgettable. I can't even honestly. I cannot tell you how the movie ends. 
I remember they were fighting. They win. And I'm sure they won. <laughs> but like I could not tell you how no, they take the a only, The only way they can beat him is Gene unleashes the Phoenix. Okay. Great. Okay, cool. Can't remember it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and that's your lead that's your lead into uh the Dark Phoenix saga, and that, that makes sense. But I think that is the worst territory of a movie, right? If you ask me about tell. it a month later, I go. Oh, and you had all this stuff with Moira McTaggart being brought back into the story, and I was like, cool, this is a good actress, and that's yeah. a very cool character because it, her son with Xavier is Legion. Yeah. yeah. So, great, cool, let's tie all that in. Barely user. But, like, you know, you go back to Days of Future Past, I'd be like, yeah, they were, at, you know, back in the, in the 70s, uh, they was lifting the stadium, mm-hmm. you know, it's them off. I'm like, yeah, I remember that, because guess what? It was good. And it was <laughs> it was fascinating, but, yeah. but they kept... And, and then there's the other thing is they kept showing scenes from the other movies. Like if you can't tell the story well enough without all of these flashback scenes to the other movies, yeah. Eh, maybe you should have thought through that script fast just a couple more times. They should have just had Nicolas Cage narrate it. And Age of Apocalypse, <laughs> guess, you know, I, I realize it's not Apocalypse; it's Age of Apocalypse. Um, that's a really interesting storyline in the comics. I mean, it's an alternate reality, right, where everything's been mm-hmm. turned on its head. Yeah. Why not do that? Well, uh, I think it'd be hard to do that in a movie because. It assumes you know a lot about every character. Sure, that's what makes sure. Age of Apocalypse so interesting. Is each character is turned on its head, right. on its ear, and know. it's and it's funny because there's a wolf, there's a Wolverine scene in this because you can't do an X Men movie without Wolverine. Impossible. Um, which you should actually because he's not the main character for God's sake. Uh, and <laughs> he's it's a, the main character in everything. And the the, wep, the Weapon X thing is is actually kind of cool. Yeah. But it's just a set piece. It's very obviously like, oh, you know what would be cool in this movie? Wolverine scene. What Fox needs to do is probably just, I know they've got some invested into the X-Men movies, but just reboot that one. Reboot Fantastic Four, but make sure to bring back Miles Teller. (laughs) You shut your mouth. (laughs) I want Michael Chiklis. Why do you you hate us, Jimmy? Yeah. (laughs) Michael Chiklis is the thing. I watch movies for a living. Why do you want to do this to me? (laughs) I do it, too. I just love Miles Teller. I think he's fantastic. I would take Michael Chiklis as the thing over Miles Teller in any movie. No, I don't want Michael Chiklis from those Fantastic Four movies, though. I want him now, as he is in Gotham. Perfect. 470 pounds I'll take of it. Michael Chiklis in a foam rubber thing suit. <laughs> oh, no, hell, we could just, that, we wouldn't need size, just draw on the stone <laughs> skin. I was going to say, the, these days, the way he looks, we don't need the rubber suit. No. <laughs> no. Nice body he's still, paint. He's still, be... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick a fight with Michael Chiklis oh. if he weighed another 200 pounds yeah. more, but as he stands right oh, now. Oh, did he get big? Yeah, he's a big Aww. boy. He's oh, but, a big but, boy. But seriously, he does look like he could cave your skull in with he his pinkies. Of course, <laughs> he does. <laughs> Michael Chiklis, he's solid a, big. He's he would he would be a good kingpin, right? I now. was just about to say that. He if, if it weren't for D'Onofrio, oh, you know, boy, um, Chiklis oh, would be my number two. He's so good. He's already got the wardrobe. As we record this, or when it comes out, is Luke Cage out now? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, it is now. Uh, yeah. And we've all consumed it. And we'll, yes. probably <laughs> talk, we'll probably talk about it in broken news. Jimmy, it's so good. Yeah. Is it's it so good? good? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Are you back in the future? Yeah. Okay. Again. <laughs> he does that all the time. You know what other movie was good? Rogue One. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he went far into the future. I've seen it four times. <laughs> oh. Yep. Just like that. Yep. <laughs> he saw it four times, but not even the first release. Like It's been released like like 20 years later. No, I, actually, like, oh. I actually saw the special edition where yeah. they redid yeah. all the effects. <laughs> That's how far into the future. Yeah. yeah. 2069. I was 100 those, years old. They put all those do-backs in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, throw a do back at some stormtroopers. Uh, hey, you know, seriously, uh, seriously, the cantina was actually owned by uh, one of the Golden Girls. Put her oh. in there. Yeah, put yeah. her in there. Yeah. Oh, that's the holiday yeah. special. No, 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 holiday special's canon now in and, the future. Uh, take that werewolf mask yeah, out. 2069. Uh, now get the American werewolf in London in there. That's, yeah, that's, put yeah. that in yeah, there. Call John Landis's spirit up. Tell him to put it in there. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of October, 2043 East, 3300 South. All October long back issues are 20 to 50% off. Halloween Comic Fest sale is on October 29th, 20 to 50% off store wide, and you get some free Halloween comic books. Journey Back to the Verse with Malcolm Reynolds and the crew of Serenity. They are back in a new Firefly series that starts this month. DC's Young Animal imprint continues this month with a surreal Shade the Changing Girl and Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Marvel Now has great new series starting this month. Spider-Man Clone Conspiracy, Champions, Infamous Iron Man with Victor Von Doom starring, Great Lakes Avengers, Jessica Jones, and a new Luke Cage series. They offer a comprehensive hold service. It's free. With that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 and the previews catalog for free. Make sure you never miss a thing. They're open seven days a week. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Smells great, tastes even better. Full service catering and home delivery service from Geek Show friend of the program, Chef Daniel Cantu. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, won't cook, or are too busy. Or maybe you've decided to make a change in your diet and don't know where to start. This is From Scratch Cooking. Daniel's menus change weekly. You can order as much or as little as you'd like. There's a $40 minimum. No commitment to order every week. Chef Daniel, yes, I knew you were going to ask, can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, dairy-free. Chef Daniel sources a lot of his ingredients locally when possible because we've got farmer's markets, ranchers, dairies, and bakeries all over. He can also do catering like he's done for us. Catering is available for all sorts of special events, weddings, business lunches, parties, anniversaries, third shows, what have you. Go to his website, cantuscatering.com. That's C-A-N-T-U-S catering.com for more information. You can submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel directly, 801-359-6035. He's done a great job for us in the past, and you will get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Broken news. Welcome to it. Back in the basement, Mr. B has returned. Yes. To uh, join us for broken news. Mm-hmm. Got scars all over him. Ah. <laughs> now some amazing shit happened while I was there. <laughs> Did you defeat the spirit of Vegas? Uh, the guy Charlie I went with, pretty much, he's like, I think you're the spirit of Vegas now, <laughs> Shannon. You took over the the, the rain. Yeah. And it's because I was powered by the pure uh, light of uh, Hall and Oates. The light and the wisdom yeah. of Hall and Oates. One of the best fucking concerts I've ever seen in my life, dude. I'm not really? even kidding. Okay. So fucking good. Hey, you know. Daryl Hall behind the keyboards. He had a goddamn uh, uh, fan rigged up, so it was blowing his hair the whole fucking day. It was beautiful. <laughs> he did that? Yeah. Surprised he didn't overheat. <laughs> they played all the hits. Well, of course, and they they'd like make little jokes and fucking oats and be like, "Oh, fucking Daryl, <laughs> it's so good." All the hits, all three no, of them. Was, no, what the fuck? How'd you even fucking start? Charlie was sitting there and he'd go, "They did this? What the? F- they did this? Yeah." But did they do Method of Modern Love? They fucking did. Of course. M e t h o d. Can I tell you, like, uh, like L-O-V-E. I'm not lying. I love Hollow Notes. It's a great show. Uh, trombone Shorty played right before them. That's yeah. Gina's favorite. She loves him. Yeah. They were okay, but the poor guy was trapped in the middle of Hall and Oates, 
And uh, from what I heard, what might have been one of the last performances by Sharon Jones. Really? Ever. Oh, yeah. She has not been well. She's, yeah, she's battling she's so cancer. Good. She's so and, good, you guys. Dude, she came out. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I cried through the whole, the whole thing. She only played for about 35 minutes. Look, look her up, kids. Google um, her. Yeah, Sharon Jones of the Dap Kings. Amazing woman. Amazing yeah. story. Battling cancer. But like you would never know while she was singing. She was oh, just no. bringing the heat. Oh, yeah. And then she'd stop and she'd be like, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't want to be a downer, but this, you know, cancer's kicking my ass and blah, blah, blah. And then she'd be like, Starting to fade, she'd be like, Dab Kings, play me some music. And, be, bah, 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 and then she's just going again. And it was like, seriously, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Wow. Nice. Jealous now. Yeah. And fuck you, Spirit of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> your hookers. I vanquished your hookers. Vanquished. You vanquished and, them. Yeah. They were like, Where are you going, Big Daddy? Nowhere with you. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Bombs. Yeah, it was good. Vanquished is another word meaning insulted. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it meant he well, destroyed no, they fall, them. They kept, they, they'll follow you all the way down the street. And I'm like, look, lady, it's not happening. <laughs> stop Charlie. From I making, don't love you. And you'll know. If, Try that. Uh, stop Charlie from making bad choices. <laughs> yeah, any, and you know that's hard to do. <laughs> Were there it any is. train tracks nearby? There might as well have been. You know <laughs> it's The night after Hall and Oates. And uh, did gospel brunch, which everybody should do. I've done that twice. It's fucking amazing. And you know my stances on God, but that's an enjoyable show. Well, Okay. That's an enjoyable show. Where is it again? House of Blues. House of Blues. Okay. So the cool thing about that is not only is it the cool gospel, right? Yeah. The food's great. Oh, yeah. You walk up to the bar, and they go, okay, so we're only doing mimosas, uh, vodka drinks. Those are $10 mm-hmm. a piece. Or uh, you can get this uh, wristband. Mm-hmm. It's $20. Okay. All you can drink. Well, that's a no-brainer. And me Charlie were like, well, we'll be getting the... Uh, the, the wristband. And this uh, old Scottish guy that we were sitting with it. You know, because you kind of sit family style. Mm-hmm. He goes, right, because I know we're getting at least two. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? I had about eight drinks there. That's a that's a no brainer. Yeah. You're in Vegas. Yeah, uh, stupid. And then I went. To, then we went to the airport. We got there a little too early. Oh God! Decided to have a couple drinks at the airport bar. Yeah. Ah. Uh, just split the check there. Uh, I can't remember what the guy's. Obviously, I can't remember what the guy's name is. Gives me a Charlie check and it's a hundred bucks a piece. Oh, Jesus. This is the drunkest I've ever been on a plane. But he did give us a free drink to take on the plane. Well, that was nice. Put of it him. in a coffee cup. So we could, <laughs> Yeah. That was service, is yeah. what that was. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I flew sober. I just. I always have <laughs> drinks before I get on a plane. I always yeah. fly sober because I wind up driving myself out to the thing and just getting on the plane and having to wait for the steward person to bring the vodka drinks. Ah. So, I might and be, the whiskey drinks. I might be going back in October yeah. if anybody wants to go. I may. Yeah. Billy Idol. Billy Idol's played for 20 days. Seriously? I'm going to go for 14. He's got a residency? <laughs> a residency for Billy Idol? Yeah, it's called it's called Idol Forever. <laughs> or 20 days. <laughs> I heard he still puts on a good show. I'm sure he does. Anyway. He's Billy Idol. Uh, let's, let's, huh? I was going to say, where is he playing? House of Blues. House of Blues. Okay. Residency at the House of Blues. And hey, you can scoff at the uh, Hall of Notes all you want. MGM Grand, that, that big arena there. Mm-hmm. Every fucking seat filled. Everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everybody's singing along. It's Hall of Notes. <laughs> Hall of Motherfucking Notes. Hall of Motherfucking Notes. <laughs> no, John. Uh, <laughs> um, before we get to Broken News, uh, know that we're going to attempt to call Jay Whitaker at the end of Broken News to talk about Luke Cage. Because we're bound by law. By, I think <laughs> we are in a way. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Plus, uh, you're going to uh, review Miss Peregrine's uh, home for Peregrine's screwed home up for kids. Um, screwed up kids, kids. yeah. Uh, but just real quickly here, remember you can find us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
Periscope, Snapchat, all under one word, Geek Show. Instagram is Geek Show Podcast. Oh, and Pornhub. Um, and uh, text, text the word Geek Show, one word, to 33986. I'm told it's so that we can remind you that the show is still around. But I'm the one who's supposed to make that go, and I keep forgetting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so what we got, a couple of things. Fascinating article that I read. Star Trek versus Trump. Oh, what? Did you see Alec Baldwin as oh, Trump? Oh, fuck yes, I, I did. did. He was, He's he was, good. He was good. He was good. Uh, if there's one thing that Star Trek has always been about, it's working towards a better future. Also a lot more tolerant one. That's the IDIC. Look it up. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. James. <laughs> uh, that might make it less of a surprise then that the cast, crew, and other veterans of Trek movies, TV shows, and spinoff material have written an open letter denouncing Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Oh, he's fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just went up in the polls. J.J. <laughs> Abrams, Brian Fuller, Chris Pine, Simon Pegg, George Takei, John Cho, and a whole bunch of others have written this open letter, and there's a more and more joining them every day. So there's somebody apparently. in so, their minds sitting around going, I've seen what the admirals have to say. <laughs> I've seen what many congressmen and important uh, uh, business leaders have had to say about Trump. Mm -hmm. But what the fuck does Odo think? <laughs> He's on here, too. I'm sure Rene Alcabal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm what does Neelix the Chicken Man think of... I'm of a mind that if you haven't made up your decision, made up your choice by now, you uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> if, if it's not clear to you by now, Cut you're off an your idiot. fingers and poke out your eyes so yeah. you can't vote, asshole. Uh, here's some, uh, I don't know if this is good <laughs> or bad news. The National Retail uh, Foundation released an annual survey of the most popular Halloween costumes for Halloween. All right. Ooh. Okay. Should we guess them? Uh, you probably would guess them. Sexy Trump. Ooh. <laughs> not on here. My favorite one I ever um, saw was a kid costume that was a pimp. Oh. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? Man. Uh, orange man with butthole mouth. <laughs> no? Copyright. I told you. Oh, copyright. Uh, Batman characters are number one pick for 18 to 34-year-olds this year. Ah. Joker. According to the survey, about 9% of millennials will be donning the cape as the Batfleck. Um, yeah. Also, there'll be... a. Harley Quinn, in particular, oh, the sure. most requested Halloween costume for women this year. Ah, oh, it's going to be so hoary this year. Parents, parents, well, please don't let your little girl be Jessica Jones. <laughs> now, here's, here's here's the other thing about the parents. Some retailers, uh, store retailers, say some young girls are buying extra small versions of the costume. Oh my god! Since it's not made in in kid sizes, because it's an adult costume. Oh, Jesus. sweet god! So. Be aware, parents. Oh, would you? I, yeah. I, at this past Salt Lake Comic Con, I cannot tell you. Cat and I were playing How it. How many ass cheeks? Ass cheeks. Oh, but that's everywhere now. Why does everybody dress like Harley Quinn? Why? Suicide Squad. But like every no, but like I was talking about like when I was in Vegas, like walking up and down Fremont Street. Every girl, their uh, their asses are hanging. I sound ninety years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like their ass, it's like under ass. It's, so, it's like the new cleavage. It's kind of funny, though, because... I, and I love that girls have an option. I mean, even... You know, I, I think Harley Quinn's hot, but but I love that they have Ray as well. Yeah. And Kat and I would sit in her booth, and like we play Team team Harley, Team Ray. And, you know, and it's so funny because it's a complete opposite yeah. of, of well, characters. Here's, and, and here's like, what it says. In general, superhero costumes have surged in popularity for both kids and adults, dethroning the princess costume to become the most popular kids' outfit. DC is clearly the winner. 
many of its comic book movie characters doing better than Marvel's roster. Rivalries aside, superheroes on a whole are outperforming Star Wars. Uh, even the massive success of Force Awakens and anticipation for Rogue, Rogue One. It's, it says kids just aren't interested in dressing up as a Star Wars character. Well, Rogue One, I mean, they, they don't know what it is yet, you know, so there's, yeah. no, there's no costume. But, yeah. I mean, how, how could DC not be winning this? What does Marvel have to offer besides Black Widow, you know, once Captain Marvel comes out? Misty Knight. Is that going to be a big bag of business student attitude? <laughs> <laughs> and a metal hand someday! <laughs> All right. I wanted her to have a metal arm in the middle of that yeah. thing so badly. Anyway, um, okay, so there's that. Uh, did you remember that we still have a Planet of the Apes movie that's coming? <laughs> no. No. You forgot? Was it War of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it takes so long to make these movies because they're so CGI heavy you forget. I love those movies. And uh, Oh, they're terrific. Uh, especially the last one. It was like one God, of my favorite. So good. Yeah, I'll put it up there, top 10 best sci-fi movies. I'll put it up yeah. there, sure. You betcha. Uh, but the uh, new one, War for the Planet of the Apes, is uh, going to make its debut at New York Comic Con this weekend. Just some footage of it, some plot description. So look for that to be oh, not leaked the whole, online. Not the whole movie. No, not the whole okay, movie. Okay, I was just like, oh some, shit, I was like, I'm really behind. Just some footage. <laughs> They're bringing some footage to New York Comic Con. So yes. we'll we'll be seeing it online. It's just going to be Andy Serkis in a motion cap suit <laughs> running around like an now, asshole. Imagine I'm a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to, because we're not done yet. See, I'm shitting in my hand right now. All right. <laughs> Now, uh, here's where we're going Watch to... Watch as I fling. We're, we're going to try to call Jay here, and hopefully this works. And Jay, if this doesn't work, don't get mad. Jay wants to talk about Luke Cage, which uh, we were all talking about. Yeah. And uh, before we started... All right, let's see if I got this here. All right. Ah, see if I get... There we go. Oh, it's ringing. It's ringing. Yeah, we know it's... We know that part works. <laughs> Uh, because I do have news that, uh... Hello? Jay, you there? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're in the middle of broken news. We're about to talk about Luke Cage briefly, and then uh, we've got to let you go so Jimmy can review a movie. But, oh, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. But I do have news um, that uh, Simone Missick, who's my favorite yeah. part of Luke Cage... Who's she? Yeah. Misty Knight. Misty okay. Knight. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has kind of hinted that she will be in the Defenders crossover. She says, I, I believe, love it. She says, I believe I'm safe to say that I will be on the Defenders. Spoiler alert, if I lose my job because of this, I'm sorry. Uh, so she's going to be in the, in the Defenders. She better have metal arm. Bring the metal uh, arm. I'm on board. I'm on board. She's going to bring I her did. basketball. <laughs> Shit, man. She could bring a whole lot of things. Damn. <laughs> she's, she's, I fell in love immediately. I fell in yeah. love with her immediately. I thought it, it was it was her and Karen Pittman. Uh, Karen Pittman, who plays the uh, the the other lieutenant. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that kind of looks like her in a weird way. Well, she well she's Asian. No, no, no. There's the uh, have y'all the one from the wire. You're talking about uh, Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla. Oh, Priscilla. Okay, all right. She comes in yeah, episode yeah, yeah. seven because okay. that's, that's where I'm at. All right. Yeah, she. Yeah. Did y'all finish it? Where are y'all at? I'm almost done. I'm at about uh, nine or ten, I believe. I'm at seven. Okay, uh, I'm at I'm seven. On, <laughs> I'm on episode three because I've I've already watched it and I'm rewatching it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've already gone through it. Um, I'm like I, so many notes, you know, um, so many feelings. 
Well, go ahead. You know, we're, uh, we're, 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 what do you go ahead? Yeah, let's hear some nice things about it. First. Let's hear some good things. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, I'll, I'll keep it as spoiler free as possible because this shit has literally been out for yeah. thirty six hours. Yeah, please do. So, please but do. but I will just say this, uh, and this is a show that I never thought would come I would see the light of day. Like if any, if you know, so it, this is just means a lot to me as a black man that I could see this type of stuff because it's, you know, in, in, in a Falcon war machine, uh, black Panther, we only get a hint. We only get a hint of what their life is like, but we get to see everyday black life. Well, every, and by the way, not every black dude has superpowers. So that's not everyday black. Life. <laughs> oh, come on, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it, it, it's, it was refreshing to just see that. So as a black man, overwhelmed with this show, like I, I shed tears, I laughed, I cried. It reminded me of my grandfather, all this shit. And, um, uh, oh, did we lose him? I knew it. (laughs) I knew it would happen. Sounds like he hated it. Um, yeah, he, well, he likes it more than, than we do. Apparently. Has, (laughs) Has that one character bit it yet by episode three? Which one? I don't want to say that. I guess I can't spoil it. No, you don't want to spoil it. I can't yeah. say the most terrible. I'll have to tell you guys after. We can we can we can yeah. talk about it later. Sorry about that. There Sorry we about go. that. I'm there not, we go. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened. My bad, y'all. All right, just um, hold hold still. <laughs> he can't. Is he is he is he gone again? Can we lose him again? No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, you were in the middle. You, you, you like you told me to hold still, and I was legit holding still. No, I meant hold like, still. It's, you can still talk. You can move your <laughs> mouth, dude. <What? laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. That's not oh, how phones work. No, so, yes, as a black man, I was overwhelmed. As a Marvel fan, I was a little underwhelmed. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank oh, God. God. Oh, thank God. God. So much pressure on your white friends right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's... It, like it's not perfect. It's not perfect. There's a, there's a couple spots where I'm like, ah, I, I expected this and got this, but I'm still happy with it. You know, like we, like I said, it's it's more of so we just want a seat at the table, and, and this is a this is that this is that moment. You know, and, and so we should embrace it. And so it's it's a fun thing. No, it, that's the thing is that it it is very good. It really is. Well, um, and, yes. and what it's and I can see what it's doing. It's pl- it's paying a lot of homage to the old uh, black exploitation films but, of the seventies. And weirdly and enough, that's, like, and that's cool. And maybe and like oddly enough, like almost like seventies and eighties TV in a way. I feel seventies like. and eighties TV so, kind right. of yeah. The scores, the scores right, no, fantastic. I, I, I think the scores are the best bullshit. part. Disagree with you. Oh bullshit! The score I, is so oh, good. The music is great. I, I fucking hate the score wow I, you I hate like the, the score I, I like like the like okay like the musical acts that have been in it like charles yes. Bat- bradley and shit i yeah. freaked out you're talking about the the, the it, incidental the incidental music takes me right the fuck out it sounds like the, it's the soundtrack to Star- uh, starsky and hutch or something it, it, that's it, why that's, i like it that's oh, what they're doing that's that's, that's fucking, what they're doing that's okay. what i love about I'm it i'm gonna tell yeah. you this right now here's where it ruined it ruined one scene in particular for me that actually made me laugh uh, you haven't seen it, Jay, but I'm going to spoil something for you. No, I've seen everything. No, he's, he's seen all. He's seen, he's seen all. the whole. Oh, he's, 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 he's seen re- everything. He's rewatching. Okay. Yeah. So that part where Cottonmouth pops up on the fucking roof with the rocket lantern. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like plays like, like what the, like the music from Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And then he fires it, and I'm like. I just started laughing my ass off. Like, but I think that's kind of what they're going for. I mean, like, they even like... Exactly, because no, exactly. I, I laugh too. I am struggling I too. to understand, with, with understand those With those 1970s black exploitation films, like you've got like the, the cheesy camera turns and like the zoom-ins real fast, yeah. like that, you know? 
that's just what they're going for. It keeps taking me out, though. I'll say though, I mean, like I love it. You know, I, I think the message in the show is fantastic. You know, the whole where the kid holds the gun to the back of his head. And he basically, yep. yeah, That's, that speech was that speech gold. is fantastic. That was gold, you know. And and so there's that. I think the message is great. I, it's I think they're more focusing on story than punchy kicky, and so like they need to tighten that story up. It's it's there's definitely you know a few Ugh. episodes where I'm like, come on guys, let's let's get our shit back together, and then there'll be yeah, a good, I agree. there'll be a good moment. But you know, it's so far I'm on episode seven. It's my least favorite of the Netflix ones. But I'm still, in, right. but I'm still enjoying that's, it. That's right. just it. I don't hate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't hate it. You know, like I said, as a black man, I love it. As a Marvel fan, little underwhelmed. And that, yeah. and that's like, and that's the honest thing. Is it still good? Of course. Mm-hmm. People need to watch this shit. Uh, May here, uh, excuse me, Mahershala Ali, who plays Codmouth, is fantastic. Oh, he, I love him. Uh, let me say I that. I love him as he, Remy, Remy he is Danton. He's a terrific in, uh, villain. Cards. Terrific yeah. villain. Yeah. You know what the and best it, part about him is? Is his smile and laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, people need uh, to, they need to watch it become uh, more culturally sensitive. Because I said yeah. something on accident that I am so ashamed of myself. What? So when you know who dies, yeah, you know, very important character yeah. dies. Uh, so I was sitting and watching with a mangler, and I go, "Well, see," and she was all like, "Oh no!" And I go, "Well, that that had to happen. See, yeah. that's his Uncle Ben moment." Oh. Shit, I should have called him that. <laughs> no, nope, you blew it. Yeah, yeah I really messed up that. Yeah, I'm like, I, honey, I really didn't. Um, I'll be over here. I I just keep saying my favorite phrase of the whole show is I ain't seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, which which you get in a lot of episodes. This is a this is a great movie. Like I love the black eyewitness. Like yo, I ain't seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I might have saw the motherfucker come through the window. But like, no, I'm gonna, but like I, I'm gonna finish it. the show for me. Here, but here's 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 a couple of the little problems that I have is that uh, he he. He really can't make up his mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, our hero. He uh, one minute he's like, "I don't want to be a hero." Then by episode three, it's like, "I'm going to step up and be a hero." And then by yeah. the middle of episode four, he's like, "I don't want to be a hero." And each time, each time, the women in his life have to uh, give him the pep talk. You know, <laughs> and and I'd like yeah. I'd like the women in the show to have a little bit more to do than just be the pep talk. Although Misty Knight is amazing, uh, I would have yeah, liked I, I would have liked Claire Temple to have a little bit more to do. But she's she's been terrific. Rosario Dawson keep, has been uh, keep watching. Killing it in this role. Okay, keep, all right. Yeah, keep watching. Well, Theo see, and Theo Rossi. Theo Rossi, who plays Shade, is incredible. He's very good. Yes. Yeah, I what, so Shade, what, see, I'm on seven, and he hasn't, hasn't really done shit. I was gonna say Shade. From what I've gathered. He has a superpower where he can see better if he takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? I will say this. No, he's ba- no, Shades is basically the black. He's a black version of Scott Summers. That's with a Jerry curl in the set, in the in the old school comics. I know in, in the, the comics. comics. In the comics, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, in I think the comics, he is, he, is, he is Scott Summers with a Jerry curl. That's all he is. I want to say it's episode four, but the fucking the origin story in yeah. the in the prison. Is a fantastic episode, and when you yeah. when you get the the Easter egg of the old costume, oh, I, yeah. I fucking lost it. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, and I did no, like it. it, it, it it's oh. so good. It's so good because I was wondering how they were going to tie that in, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that shit. Because those are, when he and when he says what he says, I said the exact same thing about five <laughs> seconds before he said it. So I mean, it's it's a good show though. I mean, like I said, it's not perfect. Um, they do got they. There's a couple. There's a couple missteps, but I mean, fuck it. The fact of the matter that there is a a show 
not just like we don't get like the cameo from Falcon, you know, and it's just yeah. it's just rare that you see no, that from a person of color. Exactly. It's, 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 and and then there's this one cameo in the later episodes that is so awesome. Then you're all like, because I'll admit, towards the middle of the show or towards the middle of the series, I kind of lost interest like y'all. Like there were some parts where I'm like, come on, guys, we can do a little bit better. But then towards the end, there is a cameo that gets everything right back on board. And you're like this. I'm holy shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, It seems to me like from the way episode seven wraps up. I'm in the middle of it, so I haven't seen that. Oh, well, the way it wraps up, it's going to have to change quite a bit, right? Yes, that's correct. All right. Some shit happens. Shit happens. Uh, Shit shit be happening, y'all. I mean, but hope y'all are good. Um, I got some good news. Can I tell y'all some good news? Do you want to share it now? You're pregnant. (laughs) No, no, hell no. (laughs) Um, No, man, um, I'll be home in a month. Yay! Yeah, yeah, like... uh, I really appreciate y'all. And just real quick, before I go, um, much love to all the Geek Show fans that came out to 50 West that night. That shit was incredible. That was fun. And uh, yeah, that was. I had a, I had a blast with y'all, um, Jimmy. We had a good, we had a good time in in, in New Orleans. That, that was, was fun. That was a damn good time. That was a damn oh, I've good got, time. I've got, I've got your necklaces. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about those shit. Well. But you know what was what was mad funny was like. Everybody on that saw the picture of us together thought we was doing like crazy shit in New Orleans. We didn't do shit. No, we, we watched football watched in the hotel football. room. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do shit. I got some we news. Was bored as fuck. But, but, <laughs> I got some news. I have a, Shannon's got some news. I'm gonna be going away for a while. Oh. Oh, I got here. Yeah, I'm uh, going to prison. I'm going to jail. Oh, okay. I'm going to jail. Going to jail for six months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, if that's you, then that's you. That, it, definitely, it, it, it definitely ain't me. So fuck everybody that got those stereotypes by, throwing that shit out there. By that's the way, I wish you could have seen these guys' faces. They thought it was honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. It's good to hear from you. Right. We'll we'll see you in a month. We look forward to your return, and we love you. Love you too. All right, y'all be safe. We'll see you, see bud. You. Jay Whitaker, everybody. All right, there we go. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad he was. That know, we're not three white uh, assholes. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 still it's still Marvel yeah. and it's still good and I'm I and gonna, I'll I'm gonna and finish I'll watch it. it. I'm I'm not in a rush. It also makes me wonder what what Quentin Tarantino would have done with a Luke Cage script. Oh, shit. You know, oh right, you know. That, um, that's just it. Probably would have said you know the N word a lot well, more. A lot more. <laughs> a lot more. Oh, and while we're uh, talking about that, um, don't let your kids watch this show. Oh, if, no. if you haven't started yet, don't let your kids watch. Don't the let show. them watch any of the Marvel shows except for uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, which is on... actually watchable this year. It's great. I haven't started it yet. It's they're... got the ghost right. I mean, it's got the ghost right. I, I they're it. they're hitting it. They're hitting it good. I get into it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So don't let your kids watch it because and it's boy, got ghosts. First, first episode of Luke Cage. He meets Misty Knight. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. He gets grabby. Oh yeah. He takes wow. her for coffee. Oh coffee. yeah. Yeah. It's coffee. All right. He brings up coffee to the night nurse too. That's right. And she's like, nope. She's nope. like, nope. We're not having coffee. I saw you this morning. You don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so let's uh, continue. Uh, Miss Peregrine's home for idiotic oh, wait, children. I've got one thing. Oh, what? Huh? Uh, <laughs> even though best podcast isn't on it. Oh yeah, it again, yes. Thank you for reminding me because uh, I've forgotten for two weeks now. Thank the you. Old City Weekly. City Weekly. We, we, we win too hard. Why even talk about it? No. Well, because I've got. I told you I've got a financial interest. Oh, that's right. Uh, do me a favor. Oh. Go to their uh, little website and. Uh, 
vote for Lucky 13 for Best Hamburger? Yes, as always. And they've also taken out Best Pub Quiz. They did again? Oh, is it because we kept winning? Uh, well... That's the first time they've taken out Best Pub Quiz. All right. Uh, because that's why podcast isn't there. Right. I'm Again. sure it's for space. I'm sure, I'm sure Best Morning Show is still in there, though, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think uh, so. But, uh, I really need it this year, by the way, on Morning Show, please. Well, there there is a place where you can go right in. Because I got my things contracts we forgot. <laughs> you can write in things you forgot. Uh, please write in the Big Shiny Geek Show Pub Quiz at Lucky 13. Yeah, it's just uh, cityweekly.net is yeah. where you go, and it'll take you to a survey monkey. And you uh, have to vote for like nine more things. Vote for Frisch. Yeah, Frisch for vegetar- uh, vegetarian. Vegetarian. I don't vegan. think they have vegan. I don't think they have vegan. Uh, uh, and then anything else that you think? Hell, write me in for Worst Utah again, just to be an asshole. Sure. <laughs> anything Anything else we need to cover? Uh, uh, He's washing his hands of the whole dirty business. Like I said. Yeah, I just... I, I got financial <laughs> interest. I could, I could use Best Morning Show this year a lot. Okay. Vote for uh, Con- Radio from Hell for Best Goddamn Radio Cause, Show. Because contract's coming up. I could really use it. <laughs> <laughs> Vote right. for Gina Barberry, Beth, Best Weather Person. Yes, Best Weather <laughs> Person. Yeah. Gina Bill Barberry. Aldred, Bill Allred, Best Newscaster. Yes, do that. Carrie Jackson. Best Podcast. Best Politician. Best Sports Anchor. Best Sports Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Right I'll, best, take, I'll take any of right those. Right, Carrie Jackson in for best picnic spot. All of them. All right. Uh, Miss Peregrine's home for weird-ass kids. Peculiar children. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. Actually directed Tim Burton. Now, it's funny because I didn't even really try to avoid this one, but like I said it all year long. My New Year's resolution is to stop watching trailers. Yeah. I had not seen one. I saw one. I saw one, one or frame. two. Yeah. I didn't see anything. I saw one or two frames. When I read the so- about the source material... I said, well, who else but Tim Burton? Yeah. You know. Um, so is this- it Burton-esque? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it is a Tim Burton wet dream. I saw in one trailer where there's a kid whose mouth is at the back of his neck. It's a girl, yeah. Yeah, and she's like feeding herself yep. like this. Ew. That's pretty Burton-esque. That's Burton. The That's story Burton. is Asa Butterfield uh, is a part of a family lineage. Uh, his grandfather is played by Terrence Stamp, who tells him as a kid growing up that there's this other world. They call them loops. Where you can go into like these different areas and basically takes you back in time, and you can meet different people who are peculiar, basically you know whatnot. That's scientifically sound. Sure, yeah, sounds <laughs> sounds about right. And uh, so he goes to this one. Uh, uh, it's an island off the coast of Wales, and meets Mrs. P- Peregrine and uh, or Miss Peregrine. I keep saying Mrs. Uh, and her kids, and basically falls you know falls for one of them. And th- this movie, we always used to judge. Vice and I would judge movies, and I still do. Uh, how many times do you look at your watch? And I looked at my watch, and I, or I, I looked at it. Well, before I looked at it, I was like, "The fuck is going on here? You have been talking nonstop, you know, just exposition, right. introducing characters, talking about the rules of the game, all this shit. No plot, no nothing, just blah." Mm-hmm. And I go, "It has to have been at least an hour and a half, at least." And I look at my, my my phone, like I pulled it out and I looked at it real fast. It had been like about 45, 50 minutes. And I go, <laughs> fuck me. That's still a long time. This this movie sucks. Oh, really? Oh, it, wow. You're going that far. Oh, I fucking hate it. Number one at the box office right oh, now. Great. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing at the box office right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, this movie, I call it uh, Tim Burton's X-Men of Days of Who Gives a Fuck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> didn't like it. No, I really hated it. Like I it. fucking hated it. Like, wow. I walked out just like, the fuck was that? You know, they don't do 
anything until like the last 20 minutes and it's still like a clunky stupid fight scene that's just belongs in a like a made for television movie and it's just the the effects are cheesy the acting sucks oh he hated it yeah he hated it it was so bad oh he hated it the only thing i did like was the Burton-esque of it, yeah. of like just the sets and the tone and the Danny Elfman score and all that kind of stuff. He liked the way it made his eyes feel. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I, I I just saw it, you know, as we record this maybe three hours ago, four hours ago, and I was just mad walking out of it. Like, wow. and, and like I was just, I mean, I looked at my f- uh, phone four times, mm. and like I'm not kidding. The, movie, it, the real running time is right about two hours minus credits, mm. and it felt like it was four hours long. Oh, like it was bad. And I just, by, like, right when I could see there was summing up, I'm like, thank Christ. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. How uh, many star? One. One. one well, I, I said one and a half. I just did big movie. I said one and a half. But, one and a half. And, and Counts, actually, he did it with me and he gave it one. He gave it one. Kat said that we were being harsh. I go, did you really like it? Would you watch it again? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, I, she says we're being mean, but. I, but that's the thing. I don't think I'm being mean because usually if it's like it's Michael Bay or something like that, yeah, I'll, I, I got a bad history with him. Mm-hmm. I like Tim Burton. <laughs> I like Tim Burton movies, but this one, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I think they didn't promote it a lot because they knew they had a turd on their hands. Mm-hmm. It's not getting good reviews mm. across the board. And that's the thing, too. I didn't even look at reviews or anything. I, I went, you just went in blank. blank. All right. Completely blank. That's and good. I, so I don't waste your money. All right. There you go. I You know, if you're going to go see a movie this week, uh, the. What was it? We already reviewed it, but Deep Water Horizon, I would suggest. I mean, kids aren't going to like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> or just go watch Luke Cage. Uh, not your kids. Not your kids. No, no, no. 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 All Dude, right. Everybody, everything's coming back on TV this week. Yeah, they, your new shows are here. So you're probably everything. not going to the movies. Shameless is on tonight. All your new shows. Shameless is on tonight as we record this. Uh, the finale of Walking, Fear the Walking. Fear the, fu- the Walkie Walkies. Fear uh, the Walkies. And then uh, oh, well, Ash, West, Ash West. versus the Evil Dead comes on tonight. And Westworld it? starts tonight. And too. Westworld. And so. fucking Rick and Morty. Where'd that come from? That's right. And CSI. And, and NCIS. No. And uh, Jag. And but don't, don't we get our <laughs> Jag back? No. I, I no didn't idea. know he was back. Don't we get all our CWs <laughs> next week, too? Oh, yeah, and then you get your flashes and your uh, arrows and your... And your Supergirls uh, and your yeah. Legends of the Tomorrow. I, I've watched a few of uh, Watch, if you're not watching, Goldbergs. Goldbergs that, is always That came good. back. Yeah. And like I've, I've watched the first episode that was a complete uh, uh, homage to The Breakfast Club. That was fantastic. <laughs> Unlike Blackish, that I like that show a lot. But that first episode was a fucking thirty-minute commercial for Disney World. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Um, I'm loving, the, I'm loving the shit currently out of uh, the Good Place. The Good Place is actually, I've heard it. I'm really surprised that I'm liking it. Ted dancing kills me. It's it's funny as hell. Yeah, Chris, you know, Kat it, said she liked it. Kristen Bell is yeah, forking hilarious. Go, I just love the shirt out of her. Yeah, go back and look at it. It's uh, you'll get it when you watch the show. It's what happens to you when you die. Yeah. Oh, is it? That's yeah. the the plot of the show. Oh. Ted right. Ted dancing in his pure excitement over uh, <laughs> suspenders that last episode. Did you, have you see it yet? I've watched it. Yeah, no. He's like these, and look, and you could do this. And he's like stretching them out. He's like these things are so great, and so they're so much stupider than belts. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing to watch that uh, that happens after you die is Albert Brooks's defending your life. This is almost like a riff. On <laughs> this is it's kind of a. Is it? You'll like it. Okay. I think it's, you'll it's like the it. It's got the same kind of attitude. It's, very, it's very funny. Yeah. That's one of my favorite fucking movies. All right. See, I, think, I, I really hope that's what happens when you I die. Think the, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, the Good Place is forking hilarious. I don't know how you do more than one season, though. 
Right. Maybe the, do it. Like, I have a theory. I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. All right. Fine. Maybe do it British style and don't do second season yeah. or do that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're Americans. We can't. No. Yeah. We like to have <laughs> it all. Run it into the ground, just like the, the ground. just like the presidency. <laughs> 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 Telling you, Al Baldwin. All right. Shit, we'll, nailed it. We'll take a break, uh, and we'll be back with the rest of the episode, which so far is just called Monkey Master. Cool. So, sure. Uh-huh. Why not? I wasn't here. I don't know. I was it's, drunk as shit. It's a title. Uh, we're going to talk about Disneyland uh, after these. So, oh, yeah. Uh, st- st- stay tuned for that. Cabin Fever is Salt Lake's own little shop of horrors this season. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, everybody better beware. Coffee books, tarot decks, decorations on humanity's morbid curiosities. For the 18-plus crowd, Volume 2 of graphic thrills, an in-depth look at the adult movie posters of a bygone era, as well as upside-down clothes-off naughty pens for him or her. Fill your cauldron with the right ingredients for all the wizards and witches at your secret gathering this season with recipes from A to Z in the drinking section. And for the kids, be sure to check out their spooky retro candy section filled with treats that you remember from when you were young. In addition, Cabin Fever has toys, Funko figures, buttons, books, and yes, little rubber duckies. Happy haunting from your friends at Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Martin for the Geek Show Podcast, and my wife, Kat Martin, has a special offer just for you. Are you tired of dusting your Legos? Yep. Polishing your Funko Pops? Oh yeah. And just cleaning your house in general? Yep. Well, give Cat's Cleaning a call at 801-403-7342 today. With 17 years experience, Cat, that's me, has carefully selected my employees and trained them in all of my ridiculously OCD ways. Check out Cat's Cleaning SLC on Yelp and Facebook, Cat is with a K, to read our five-star reviews and visit catscleaningslc.com for more info. We've even been featured on local news and actually cleaned for local celebrities, including the one and only Carrie Jackson. Oh, thank you. Mention Geek Show for a 10% discount. That's 801-403-7342. Or go to catscleaningslc.com. Cat with a K. Oh, yes. All right, we are back. Woo. And uh, yeah, we loved Luke Cage, apparently. <laughs> uh, seriously. Just, Imagine if it just sucked. No, just. Oh, yeah, just, I was going to say, what if we didn't love it? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how you can't. Well, I love the character. I can't say it yet. I'd say there's no. a 2% no, chance of me not liking it. There's a chance it'll suck, but and we do have three chance. Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. the pedigree we're dealing exactly. with here. That's true. That's true. And they somebody they sucked. And it's not as though we haven't seen Luke Cage. And Mike, yeah. Mike, also is true. It Mike Coulter? Is that the actor? Yeah. I think that's his name, yeah. Okay. Is he, he's already established the character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they oh. recasted it, though, as, uh, with Emmanuel, Emmanuel Gil- Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, because... You know, I'm a bulletproof black man. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Jessica. Why are you shooting me? Jessica, let's spoon. What? <laughs> Bang me so hard, Jessica, that the bed breaks. <laughs> was that Stan Lee? Yeah. I think it's a combination yeah, of the two. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was. I played a parrot on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> your book stuff. Sure. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, we're going to talk about Disneyland a bit here because <gasps> Scott Renshaw has, 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 has the book out. Which which one should I gesture to, Lexi, right there? Right there. This is uh, Scott's new book. And he uh, it's not written about the park. It's written about the people that go to the park. Happy Place, Living the Disney Park's Life. And uh, I, I did not know this about you until a, a while ago, that uh, you love the park 
I, more than I do, actually. And I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> that, wow. You know, I hate to measuring. You know, we don't need to do some park measuring here. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, how did you? Everyone's everyone's happy. How did you get Idris Elba to do the audio version? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was a negotiation. Let's just say that. So, uh, well, let's let's talk about the park a bit, and then we'll get to your book. Sure. Um, last I heard from our uh, spy in Disneyland agency, agency, he texted me, and this was a few weeks ago. Uh, he said they've already taken down the sign yeah, on the Hollywood, Hollywood Tower. Tower of Terror. Oh wow! They're, pe- they're taking it apart piece by piece. They've taken off one of the domes on the top. They start on the outside. Yeah. You know, the ride inside is still intact and <laughs> mm-hmm. still going. Well, it's yeah. going to maintain like a similar, similar ride, right? It, yeah, it's yes. the, the guts of it. It's yeah. going to be more randomized, apparently, so okay. that it's a different experience hmm. each time. Sometimes it throws you up from the ground. But uh, the it, it's yeah. uh, it's it's being retconned to be a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. With oh. the collector's lobby. Yeah. Okay. yeah, this is the collector's warehouse or yeah. whatever. That's rad. And, uh, There's going to be so many Easter eggs in there, you know it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that part is kind of exciting. I'm sad that, that they're the changing tower, it. The Tower of Terror is beautiful, though. That's a great ride. It's, uh, well, just standing in the lobby is fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the detail. It's that Disney detail yeah. that we keep hearing about. And it, and it tells a story, and, you know, it, it pays homage to a television show that is not relevant anymore, and really that's the thrust but of it. But the Florida one, at least for the moment, is still there. They they still have they still have to negotiate their Marvel deal there and figure out if on that side, right. On that side of the yeah. Mississippi, yeah. it's touchy. Yeah. Well, you know, there was the idea that this was not an established universe that the Universal Parks, because the, the, the Universal Parks in east of the Mississippi have the right to using, which is why they have the Hulk coaster in yep. Universal Orlando and so forth. But there was a theory that Guardians didn't count, that they could actually do a Guardians ride because they oh. hadn't established any Guardian. It was only the Avengers universe or the Fantastic Four universe yeah. or th- that, that had been done there. So there, I think they're still crossing I's and dotting T's. But I think they're, they're trying to actually determine whether they want to because I think the people in Florida will be a lot... Lot angrier at it because frankly, really, because well, I know the, the the locals in, uh, in California are not well, too happy. about The Tower this. of Terror in Florida is just much better. It's more, you know, it's a different it, ride. It's a different, it's different. Yeah. You know, the the elevator shaft you know, goes you know forward at some points yeah, and yeah. it does different different things. And and it's was the original. They they basically only put the one up in California because the park DCA was dying and they had to get some had to do something a ticket attraction in there quick that they knew it actually bring no, people they, across. Uh, they they flew us down radio. Uh, they they flew us down to be there for the for the debut of it, which is another reason that it's kind of you know special to me. Other than that, I love the Twilight Zone uh, so much, but uh, and I remember riding it for the first time, just going, "Yeah, this is a fabulous ride." Mm-hmm. Sad that it's being changed, but happy because I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it because I, I I have a good feeling about it. I really do. I think they're going to do something interesting with it. As long as they never get rid of the rock and roll roller coaster with Aerosmith. <laughs> Did you read about how they changed that? No. You probably read about this. Which I, roller co- is this California Screaming? No, this is no. down, down oh. in Florida. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, 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 the, it's at it's, Hollywood Studios. It's at Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios, the Aerosmith-themed roller coaster. Now, it's been there for how long? Oh, God, at least years, 12, right? 15 years. Early 90s, mid-90s, yeah. I'm saying. And part of it is the, the coaster pulls up into the studio where Aerosmith is recording a new record. And there's this, there's this film section. Don't forget the best part. Of the band. And they're talking to you and have a good time and all that. And as the coaster leaves the studio, Steven Tyler does a gesture with his hand. Is it like this? No. Oh. 
<laughs> it's this. It's shocking, isn't it? Oh, he does the shocker. He did the shocker. Now, oh it, it stayed that way up until, I think, six months ago. Wow. <laughs> cool. Someone realized he was doing the shocker. <laughs> so here's my question. And so they fixed it. So now he's just... Now he's given the bird. <laughs> well, yeah, he should. Was that universally known as the shocker in the mid-90s? Maybe not. I it, was only 10 at the time, so I don't know. It, it, it well, has, it's a has, good thing you didn't know what the shocker was when you were 10. It has been the shocker for a good long time. Okay. so But the the part you're missing, though, it's my absolute favorite. My buddy Ryan and I were down there for the first time on this roller coaster, and when you go to the studio, it's like holograms or whatever like that, and they're like, oh, hey, guys, how you doing? We're just finishing up this jam session. And you're like, yeah. And they're like... Oh man, they don't have a ride to the concert. He's like, "Let's give them our limo." And he goes, "Yeah, anything for our fans like that, you know." <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and all these people that are, you know, bovine America are like, "Yeah, thanks, Steve and Tyler." <laughs> and me and my friend Ryan immediately just bursted out laughing. We're like, "Oh my god, this is the most pandering bullshit I've yeah. ever seen." <laughs> anything for our fans. Anything. The we'll shocker. give you our limo. We'll give you the yeah. shocker. And then, and then, and then, twelve-year-old Liv comes out and gives everybody lemonade. Hi, hi, I'm Liv. Hi, son. Oh man, I'm Betty Banner in the future. Corny as shit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but but this 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 book is specific. I as I read this because I thought, well, I I go to the park a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't go to the park a lot, <laughs> is what I discovered no, no in you this don't. book. How did you find these people? Well, the I mean, the initial idea came. It was said it was summer of uh, of 2014, and I you know just tend to pe- peep in on the fan sites and and Disney blogs and so forth. And I'd found out about this uh, this guy in Florida that had just finished 365 days in a row of being at one of the Disney park and resort properties. Wow! God, How do you 365 days in a row? That? So he, he lives in Orlando, and so he's mostly there, but he had taken a trip and managed to get into Disneyland before his, you know, flight, you know, after his <laughs> flight, and, wow. and then was on a cruise for part of it, but 365 days in a row. And then I started poking around, so that's interesting, and I found out that around that time, there was a guy in California who was approaching a thousand days in a row that he had gone to Disneyland Park. Now, that was easy in the 70s. <clears throat> it's, well, it's, for him, it's still relatively easy yeah. now. But so that was sort of the, that was the... That kicked it off. I think, okay, there's something going on here that could be interesting. And I'm, you know, my first thought was, that's ridiculous. And then I <laughs> wish I was that guy mm-hmm. at the same time. And I knew that that was sort of the tension. And as a film critic, the same thing. You hear people ask all the time. It's like, well, don't you get tired of movies? Aren't I, you? Doesn't you? You don't sound you look like my parents. It, I, uh... <laughs> you know, don't you think about them differently? Can't you, you? You can't just enjoy it now. And I thought that's what that's the tension of fan culture in general. It's the more you know, the more you kind of wish you didn't know those some things, and the heart, you know, you you start fighting with yourself over what is okay to criticize, and then are you no longer a good fan because you're criticizing X, Y, or Z? And then, as I just started digging around and finding more of these unique fan stories, I thought there's there's something here. Does that thousand day guy hold a record or anything like that? They don't actually, you know. There's nothing official at this point. He's still going. It's seventeen hundred plus days now that God. he's going. Well, so I mean, he goes, wouldn't, wouldn't is there is there an annual pass or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So passes. Okay. Wouldn't uh, Dick Van Dyke own the record? Don't they have him in cryostasis? No, he's just touring cons right now. I mean, <laughs> they just have him propped up in the back of the Disneyland he's, railroad. Yeah, so he's got like ten years, yeah, twenty five years. Dyke, isn't he you still know, alive? He's still alive. Yeah. yeah. When, when I was a little talking about Walt Disney, you can still be in cryostasis and be alive. <laughs> when, when I was a little kid, we lived about 30 miles away from Disneyland, yeah. and my mom would take me there 
like on weekends, you know, single mom waitress. But you didn't pay to get into the park; you just paid for rides. So yeah. it was, well, you, it was, no, you, there was a there was a small admission to get in the door or in the mm. gate. It was it started out as a dollar when it was opened in fifty five. So it was still it may have been like two fifty or three. It was bucks, it was enough. It was, it was enough that my broke ass single mom could get us in <laughs> like you know five <laughs> right. six yeah. times a year. Yeah. Well, that was the ticket system back then. Right. right, and she'd she'd get a booklet of A tickets because those were the cheap ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'd ride the teacups and blah 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 whatever. But you know, it was like that was the picnic thing is we would drive out to Anaheim and do that, but. You know, last time I went, I think it was what one hundred and fifty-five dollars for a park hopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is expensive. Yeah, it's a, that sounds about right. It's yeah. crazy, and the, it's going up again. The people who have those records, or you know, even seven hundred, sure. do they have jobs? Or well, yeah. Well, or? When he started, this particular guy, Jeff Wrights, who was the California guy, um, he was unemployed at the time, and he and his girlfriend at the time, that was sort of going to be their motivation. We'll go to Disneyland in the morning, and then we'll do job searching. And then he got a job. He wor- He's he's actually a, he's an Air Force veteran. He's uh, and now he works at a VA hospital and he just when it's after work, you know, where someone else might go, I'm going to go have a beer at the local bar. He goes to Disneyland and he's close <laughs> enough that he can do it. And so he goes for a couple hours or yeah, an hour yeah. and a half after work when he's when he's working and then wow. goes on the weekends. That's so funny. That is wild. But he has and he has this this Ziploc bag full of his parking tickets, which is his you know his documentation. Yeah. So is the, the parking lot tickets oh, for okay. every day he's been. Does there. he have to pay for parking every time? It's not well. Those who have the certain kind of annual passes, it's included, but you oh, still okay. get your little ticket that's you know gotcha. you have to stick in your windshield. So he, uh-huh. he keeps those as. as so that's see, his that's his documentation proof. that that this has happened, and everyone and you know as you would expect, everyone knows him. You know when I was walking around with him on his thousandth day, and you're just like, hey, yes, thousandth day, how's it going? And that then was it's just everyone knows. That was another part of the book that that I found really interesting is how the uh, the cast members, as they're called, the people yeah. who work mm-hmm. there, they know these people by name. It's sure. like, you know, it's like, hey, Steve, how you doing? Well, Do they have to wait like, lines? Well, I mean, the, as with anything, there are people who know how to work the system. Yes. And there are, you know, there's disability things that certain people can get. And he actually does. He had a, he's also was a skydiver and he had a, an, an injury, but he doesn't take advantage of it. Occasionally he'll be like, I can go and, you know, you have to go to the town hall and get a special little thing. But yeah, it's yeah. just, it's essentially a slightly different version of the fast pass. You just yeah. have to get a certain time where you can go with your party if you're ADA. Yeah, I know. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was how complicated it was back in the day, but uh, he used to. In seventh grade, our, our uh, school took a trip to uh, Disney World, and uh, there was this kid named, I'll never forget his name, Bimmo Patel, if he's still out there, and a <laughs> genius kid, but he had a walking disability like that. So when we went to Disney World, they gave him a wheelchair, and we're like, all right, let's take Bimmo around, you know, I'll, we'll push him, you know, take t- turns. But we got to the first ride, it was the Haunted Mansion, and they're like, oh, no, you go to the exit, and like, you go to the back, yeah. and they let you in, and we're like... Oh shit! <laughs> Way to go, Bibble. <laughs> so, no. But here's here's a little tip: if you're going, and and it doesn't matter to you whether you're riding with your the people you're with. Single rider is a great way to oh, get, yeah. to get on quickly, and if you if you don't have a fast pass, and there's only a few other rides that have that, but they're they're usually yeah. the high profile. You know, it's the Radiator Springs Racers, yeah. at California Adventure, that's how, Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, that's how we were able to get on Radiator Springs so quickly, is we all did single rider, and then boom, you're right up I, in front. I treat the single rider line like I do movies sometimes, because back in the day when I was in high school, they're like, oh, let's go see a movie, and like friends couldn't go or something like that. I was like. I'm not really going to talk to you during it, so I don't give a shit if I go by myself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's so, a good point. Yeah. So um, now uh, Lee is is going uh, mm-hmm. here in a, here in a while. Yeah, my head's going to explode. It is from between Disneyland and the and the uh, Guillermo del Toro exhibit at the <laughs> Los Angeles I'm, County Museum. Of I'm Art. so happy for you. I the problem. I just feel bad for my my kids <laughs> to be without a father <laughs> after that day because well. Uh, Agent Z went to that exhibit a few yeah. weeks back, and he kept sending me photographs. Oh, that bad. And after a while, I was just like, stop. Sorry. When does it go till? 
late November. Okay. And okay. I, I'm serious. It's 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 Guillermo del Toro's house, Bleak House, in yeah. in Los Angeles, where he's been collecting film props, uh, wax statues, all this other stuff. Uh, they they took a couple thousand of those pieces, and they've got them in the museum. Plus, it's a great museum to begin with. So you just throw now, del the, Toro stuff in. Now, the last time you were at Disneyland, um, when when was that? Do you remember? Six or seven years ago. Six or seven years yeah, ago? Yeah, definitely, a couple, I think, two years before we opened the restaurant. Okay. We haven't had time to go on vacation, really, since the restaurant I'm trying opened, to so. think of the things that are different there. I uh, mean, well, you're going Halloween-themed, first right, of all. Right, so, so I, haven't, I haven't seen the new, the, uh, I know it's not new, the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, and I know we were missing the Halloween stuff by by a few days, and that's kind of sad, because <laughs> after seeing the, the site last night, I, I felt a little sad. I don't know if you're a parade guy, but I would really, and if you're only doing one day at Disneyland, I guess you're not going to have a chance tough. to do any of the California Adventure, but the the Christmas Viva Navidad parade in California Adventure is really fun. Cool. It's really nice. We we may we Looking may fun. check it out. I'm I'm mostly, you know, as like I was saying earlier, I'll I'll do Haunted Mansion a thousand times in one day if I can because I love that love that ride. But I haven't been since Star Tours was one ride. Just one ride. Just, yeah, that, that just one the, just the indoor. Just the one indoor yeah. thing and you know, I'll go on that a half dozen times. Well, you too. will. Yeah. So um, you have to go on long enough until you can be the spy, the rebel spy. That I got that to gets be. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I'll, I'll automatically just attack the person that's revealed to be the rebel spy <laughs> because they don't well, know how bad they've got it. Do you think, was it you and Shannon? You guys yeah. all yelled at me. They're like, "This is all your fault, <laughs> you asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> Every time go, I think so, and, and I'm also going just to see if I can. Uh, you know, look over the fence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, well that, there's that. Yeah, but, and and you're missing. Well, and actually, if you're there, you might. Hyperspace might be back by. I think that they will have taken off the Ghost Galaxy right at the right after Halloween. And I think they. I think November fifth is uh, Space it's back. Mountain thematics. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, the hyperspace mountain is a Star Wars thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, oh, it's two Star Wars now. Because last time I went, it wasn't Star Wars themed at all. The, it's no. it's haunted now. Well, right. So they right. last last fall they did the whole. Tomorrowland basically became the whole Star Wars oh. season of the Force thing, and that's yeah. when they added the the uh, what's know, it called episode the, uh, the center the Star Wars center because there's the cantina well, yeah, they, thing. Well, yeah, they have the the yes, I can now I can't remember what they called it because they took out the superhero HQ now, and so yes. it's just the the it's whatever the spaceport or the something sport, like yes, that. Yes, the Star Wars port. It's where yeah. they have some of the little Jedi you know, temple. Is temple. it the Jedi temple? No, no, I'm, I'm never gonna. I'm never <laughs> gonna. And they leave do have Disney. the Jedi stuff, but yeah. So so Space Mountain was got a got a you know overlay with projections of Tie Fighters and lasers coming at you, and it's uh, that'll actually get me on Space Mountain. It's it's quite <laughs> yeah. a thing. It Car- is quite. Carrie's been with me on roller coasters. It's like uh, it's it's like watching Shelley Winters at the end of a side <laughs> adventure. <laughs> well, you know, again, again I, I know you don't like to know how things how things are you know. Are made. Space Mountain's really not an intense roller coaster. No, no. It's because you're in the dark and yeah. all of that yeah. other shit is going on around. It's it's a pretty basic you're going roller thirty coaster. miles an hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's actually really intense if you're on it with me because I'm screaming <laughs> so loud yeah. that everybody else just starts to feel like they're dying. I'll give you some uh, <laughs> some terrible advice. Uh, something that I did. Oh, good. At, at the old Star Tours ride in, uh, in Orlando. Okay. Uh, so if you go, I think it's still, the system still works the same, is that when they come on, like the tour guide comes on, he's like, everybody buckle your seats, you know, put your luggage under your, your chairs and all that. And they have a little panel in the front. And when you click your seatbelt, the light goes green. Yep. And so they can see, okay, everybody's green, let's get this going. You know, and if it's red where no one's sitting, fine. So my friend and I decided to take the seatbelts and buckle them behind us <coughs> and ride it with the seatbelts. <laughs> oh, that's that's a bad idea. <laughs> and we were like, all of a sudden it goes, mm, we're like, Oh shit! <laughs> like falling, falling out of the seats. No, that's that's the thing. Is that that thing is 
there, yeah. there's a there's a point where it's like you're you're pointing down. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's we were pretty good. For yeah. grim death. <laughs> well, and I knew I knew you you taught me the tip on uh, on uh, Star Tours that you sit in the back. Yeah, yeah, because you get the the full whiplash experience. So do you know the goat trick on Big Thunder Mountain? Oh no, goat trick. The goat trick. Tell okay. him this is good. So you know that's the point, one of the few rides. The I'll go point on. on Big Thunder Mountain where there's the goat at the at the yeah. point, you're sort of coming around a bend and there's the, the goat with the dynamite. Uh huh. If you keep your eye fixed on the goat throughout the entire time, you get this really wonderful head f- rush effect because you're basically screwing with your equilibrium so bad. What? So you need to keep your so eye on the goat. Eye on the goat. The whole time around that yeah. corner as you're turning, and you will come off of that just high Not the as first shit. time someone's told me to keep my eye on the goat today. <laughs> and, <there's, laughs> and, there, and then on Tower of Terror, I was there, like I said, for the for the debut, and so we were there talking to some of the engineers, and they said that there's a certain seat, and maybe you remember what the seat is, that is the best ride in the house, believe it or not, even though it's one big thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't I don't, remember. Actually, I'm not, I'm not a, I've only been on... Tower Terror. I'm, I'm a little bit of a wimp when it comes to the drop things. Oh, I, do really? get, I do get the... the but he, but he's, the and it was toward the middle and to the right, as I recall. And he said, take that seat every time, if you can, and hold a quarter in your hand. Oh, yeah. And as you go down, the quarter will... Levitate. And a goat will eat it. And then a goat. <laughs> so you I know, keep an eye on the goat. I know, like, on, on Splash Mountain, you ride in the front because enough water will get on you to hide the urine that's <laughs> spreading up your shirt. Um, there used to be a ride at uh, Six Flags in Georgia where it's same kind of, same thing called free fall, and, it's like, and everybody would put coins on their, on their knees, and they would, it would float in front of your face yeah. as you fell. And there was grates underneath that just had... Hundreds of dollars. thousands of dollars, uh, just quarters of pennies. Um, and and, and I, now I I read this before it was paper. Sure. Uh, back when I was on vinyl. Back when it was electronic. Yeah. <laughs> back when it was electronic. You could scratch it, and it would you just didn't, had a much warmer. <clears throat> and at read. that at that yeah. time, you didn't include a chapter on the so-called Disneyland gangs. You, you didn't. Okay. Well, so there's. I mean, there are a lot of things that I was going to, and for various reasons, either yeah. th- there is, you know, there's a thing, and in Florida where they do basically try to do every ride at every park in a single day. Yeah. And because I had already done a, a a chapter with the people who do these uh, mouse adventures in California, I thought there's something too similar there. The thing about the what they you know call the social clubs. So, Dis- yeah. First of all, once they killed the. Uh, Southern California specialty passes. A lot of those stopped. Going. Oh, really? Not, not oh. that the, not that the clubs disappeared, but because there were so few days, that it was just not as big a deal. But the other thing is, really, they they got burned by a story in the Orange County Register, the local weekly paper, mm-hmm. and they were just really media shy, and they were not gonna. Cooperate. Oh. They were not gonna cooperate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. you know, there's there's always you know there are a lot of. People I contacted that decided, no, I'd rather not. And Still, then, there are a lot of there are a lot of what I call wonderful weirdos. It's, that's why I'm, I mean, you I'm know. shocked enough that people actually anyone actually agreed to do this because you just don't you know you don't know if someone's going to do yeah. your story. I'm going right. to go meet well, a stranger <clears throat> and and go on on some rides with him, and he's going to write about me. You know? What is, what is the social gang thing that you're talking about? Like, well, a, there's there are groups that are they have their denim jackets and their little you know names. They of look their like club. motorcycles. Yes. Okay. And, and they, they just hang out in Disneyland. And, and there's been you know. Some people tend to feel a little bit of intimidation intimidated by although there's been no 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 incidents of any kind, but there's just this, you know, this vibe. And so there was a there was a story that the, a local reporter had done and they did not care for the way that they were portrayed and so hmm. it was just a not so. not a the kind of thing where they were going to be cooperating, but there were plenty of stories to tell without them. <laughs> and and frankly that there were different it was it was 
that wasn't exactly the kind of story I was going for anyway, because as I was saying, I think this is more of a fandom story in general. There's a lot of things within these stories that I think apply to any kind of fandom. The, the last time I was down there was with a, well, it was a whole big family thing, and, and uh, I was there with a bunch of kids, and so the, they were they were excited because I'm the I'm the uncle who knows the park and all that, and the so the cool uncle. I'm the cool yeah. uncle, uh, and and so uh, I started looking into. Uh, what was happening at the park that day, and I found something. It was it was Dapper Day, Dapper Day at the park, and I had no idea wow. what that was. And so really? I, you know, I look it up, and uh, I said, "Oh, very cool! You guys keep your eyes open today. You're going to see all of these guys dressed up in their nice finery, mm-hmm. uh, these fantastic suits." And it was like. Not zoot suits, but I. No, but like what's what's the era of clothing that I'm talking well, about? Well, I mean, it's sometimes vintage. I mean, it's yes. 30s, 40s era often, and and there were just a ton of people walking around dressed in this vintage, these vintage suits and dresses. Uh, and, they have and, hair pomade, and that yeah, it just made the kids were. It was like there were more characters walking around. Nice. And the kids were just losing their minds. Which, huh. which actually I think works better across the way at the on Buena Vista Street because yeah. that's sort of this you know the, the era more era appropriate when you yeah. ask. We'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to generate a multiverse machine so that we can go visit <laughs> go visit Lee from another dimension that actually took the job uh, oh, that he an, was offered when he was nineteen. Another, another tip for you uh, mm. on Buena Vista Street in California Adventure. There's the uh, the the Carthay Carthay Circle Carthay Circle best bar in in the park right there. Well, there's, there's, there's lots of places to get a lot drink of, in California lot of places, Adventure. Yeah, but that's the best bar in the park. Right? Now, where is this at? It's right as you walk in. You'll see this. It looks like an old movie theater. It's based yeah. on the old Carthay Cinema yeah. that Walt and his wife met at. Or? No, that's where the, where um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered. That's right. That's right. Okay. It's, it's a theater in, in Pasadena, I yeah. want to say. Uh, but it's it's an old it's a mock up of that theater, and you go right in there. It's also a restaurant. And is bar. this is a restaurant? This, is this new? Yeah. It's, okay. It's when they since redesigned in in two thousand. Yeah, since you've no, been there, twelve two thousand twelve was when they opened. Okay, the, that explains. The there was yeah. a lot of construction going on on Main Street last yes. time I was there. So no, this might... is this is California Adventure. Oh, California Adventure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did we go there when Geisha <clears throat> went there? Uh, I think we got some drinks there. Okay. We may have. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm know. trying to remember. <laughs> but, uh, but it's the best bar in Disneyland. Now. Okay. It's terrific. I'll go there. Uh, so keep that in mind. The last thing I remember about that trip with us was you and I in the back of that car and little Timmy and his grandparents were in the front seats and we were just screaming at Timmy to drive fast and, <laughs> and then they, you get the two cars that came up next to each other were like hit it Timmy do it <laughs> <laughs> and Timmy won and lost his mind <laughs> his grandparents are laughing at their do ass you, <laughs> do you have any other tips for uh, for folks going down because I know I've been talking to a lot of people who are going down to, to ride uh, the Tower of Terror before it I think closes I, up I think everybody has their you know in the Park kind of too. I just do a lot of stuff. Try to save them, save money. I mean, I don't know if anyone has their special. I have my special Disney Rewards Visa card that gives me a, you know, a buck of, of free Disney money for every hundred dollars that you spend on stuff. So I've got everything on that thing, and I get you know, I can get three or four days of free meals off of you know. We we saved we saved a lot of money last time we went because um, they actually don't care if you bring food in, which. Is kind of weird. Yes, you can. I mean, just bring a backpack full of little, you know, snacks yeah. or something. And the actually, my other favorite thing is you can, if you buy with a Target credit card, you can buy the Disney, you know, Disney gift cards basically. And anything you buy it with your Target card, you get five percent off. So you're automatically saving five percent on everything that you buy at Disneyland if you use Disney, you know, Disney gift cards. That's there, pretty cool. Huh. This you're is just buying the Dole Whip. Come on, and, and the Dole Whip. <laughs> just this Dole is, Whip after Dole Whip. This is this is the the one that I use. This is an app called Mouse Addict, 
And uh, what I like about this is that it has uh, wait times oh. that are updated by other app users who are there. And so you can find so it's out. like Waze. Yeah, it's like Waze that way. See, like right now, Indiana Jones is very busy as we're recording. So that means that you could run over to the Haunted Mansion ho Holiday, which has only a five-minute wait time right now. What? What? <laughs> let's go right now. Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's check it no, out. Because last time I went, uh, there was a lot of yelling. That's what we did. We got there as soon as it opened, and we hit as many rides. Because the first two hours, you can hit a lot of rides sure. really quick. Oh, yeah. And then there was a lot of, of cell phone messaging of, uh, nothing's going on at the Matterhorn. Let's go to the Matterhorn. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, you get a new you get a new Matterhorn experience too because really? there's the new Yeti. Oh yeah, there's the new, new Yeti. Well, I thought it was frozen now. I wrote. I no, remember that's in that's in Florida. I remember when the Matterhorn a, didn't oh, have oh. a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it used to have just the Yeti that did this, and now there's two big. They used to have a nothing. Yeah. Does uh, <laughs> does Epcot still have the uh, crash test dummy thing? It had test track. You mean yeah. the test? Well, it was thing? crash test dummies when I did it. Well, it's test track now. I don't know. <laughs> I, if, that's, if that's what I'm referring to. I mean, that was when I went in 2014. That was the first time I had gone. So I had never been to. This was 2002. Because it was during the Olympics here. So, yeah. They probably changed it. Lost the rights. Uh, well, when, now when is this uh, book available? October 11th at finer uh, bookstores. Well, probably not, actually. <laughs> Who am I kidding? It's just. But on Amazon, and uh, I'll be doing a book event at uh, Weller in uh, Salt Lake City on Tuesday evening, October 11th at 7 o'clock. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, games, movies. Yeah. Whoever's first I'm wins. Ready. Go. I win. Boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got Atari Flashback Classics Volume One. <coughs> oh yeah, and Volume Two. Now is is this <laughs> that? <laughs> that's not the the re-release of the system. The no, NES, so right? it's for it's for PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, and it's basically just uh, two discs. There's two separate volumes, compilations of old Atari games. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you got Pong and there, and, and, and you can realize how hard like video games were when they. Yeah, yeah. You really had to. Do you everything in a precise pattern. Your timing had to be down. Yep. Uh, let's see. Also, we got uh, Rocksmith 2014 edition remastered for the updated consoles, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and PC. So if you like the uh, music games, that's that's a good one there. All right. Uh, let's see. We also got uh, Warhammer End Times Vermintide. Oh, yeah. It's the, the reboot of the Warhammer universe. Yep. New Warhammer game. To which I say... <laughs> Take that. Take that, Games Workshop. <laughs> and then uh, also, very cool, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. For those of you that uh, pre-ordered Infinite War, the new Call of Duty, you get this one for free if you get the if you pre-order the Legacy or the Deluxe Edition. It's basically the Call of Duty Modern Warfare that came out in like 2007 or whatever. And they just redid the graphics and everything. So that that was a great game. Did, when did it you came out. Uh, play the remastered Bioshock? Uh, I haven't played the remastered one yet because I played them when they were non-remastered. Play that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. They are beautiful. I loved those games. Yeah. No. The the Bioshock one in particular is just one of those things where where the re-renders are just gorgeous. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's just that's just a fun game in general. Mm -hmm. you know? Would you kindly? Would you kindly? Uh, let's see. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all I got. All right. All right. Well, we talked about it pretty much. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking X about? X Men Apocalypse. Is oh, now okay. book, right? oh, it is now. Okay. <laughs> that that so seriously, it's that. out now. Yeah, well, just, I, yeah. I think. I think the the video on demand is almost oh, a month in advance it's, now. It's sooner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. 
Uh, Preacher season one. Yay! Is now yay! Out. Shannon's groaning somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen King's It is now on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray reissue. Yeah. Well, it's typical King. Well, well my, gotta, gotta great build lead in. up to a shitty ending. Miami it. Vice, the complete series, is on Blu-ray. Another, Nobody? Another right. typical Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Personal childhood favorite of mine, Knight Rider, is now on Blu-ray, the complete series. Oh, it's such a terrible show. I know. The, the car voiced by Mr. Feeney. <laughs> when is the one where he jumps over a helicopter? Yeah. I don't know that, that one. That was every other episode. That was, that was, that was, that was every episode. Yeah. Look, look it up. That was like... It's one of my favorite jokes on The Simpsons when Bart's watching Nightboat. Night, Nightboat. <laughs> he yep. goes, Michael, there appears to be a fjord or a dock up ahead. Oh, man, there's always a canal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah, Night, Night Rider that used the, the same joke or the same line, two different car episodes, you know, the villain car. Car, yeah. Oh, that car gives Trans Ams a bad name, Michael. <laughs> they used that line twice? <laughs> two upper, two oh, separate episodes. Fantastic. I, I, I hope they were getting paid for product placement. Yeah. The, the other joke I love is when uh, he's like, head to that canal kit. And he goes, I'm right here, Michael. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Purge election year. Yeah. I like the first one. Like The concept was kind of cool, but they've yeah. kind of run out of ideas. I'm just saying too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best version of The Purge was the Rick and Morty episode where yep. they go to Purge World. Yep. Classic. Festival. Um, That's the best Purge. Venture Brothers season six. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Is now out. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it, but I hear great things, and you probably have seen it, and you can say something about it. Uh, Swiss Army Man. I love Swiss Army Man. Did you? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Are you familiar with Swiss Army Man, Carrie? Yes. That's uh, Daniel Radcliffe is dead. Or and he farts a lot. All right. I, this is where I got the sun dancing. Everyone, it's the Daniel Radcliffe farts movie. It's, oh. There's so much more than that. <laughs> I think that's that all I know great. about it. You people don't deserve Daniel he also, Radcliffe's Rad- flatulence. Radcliffe, <laughs> Radcliffe claims it's the best thing he's ever done. They well, they sent he, me. He has said this. He says it's the best thing he's ever done. He's yeah. more proud of Swiss Army Man than anything he's I gotta, ever done. I gotta on. watch it. I gotta watch it. Yeah, well, that's all I, I know about it. Because I love fart jokes. <laughs> well, it's not just no, that. There's I'm not so, ashamed to admit There is a lot oh, more yes. going on in that movie. Well, he already, even gives him love advice. They already got me at fart joke. Did you more. see it? No. Oh. I just watched the trailer over and over and this over. This is the second fart film in, in, a, in a row episodes that we've recommended to people. Excellent. Right. It's great because okay. we're on our A game. <laughs> 40th <laughs> anniversary of Fatso's next week. <laughs> and I'm sure under the same quality of art as movie. with Army Man, you have Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. So. Uh, <sighs> I didn't see it. Didn't they film Summit Comic Con? Was that that one? Yes. Has that become a parody of a parody at this it's point? It's become a parody of itself. A parody of itself. Yeah. 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 It, it it was barely a parody to begin with. Yeah, it's mm. it's sci-fi trying trying to fight off the newfound relevance that it's trying to have. At the yeah, because now they have some really good sci-fi shows yeah. like The Expanse. Yeah, and uh, other ones. Oh, there's The Expanse. Um. There's there's Killjoys. There's yeah, Killjoys. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. There's there's some good stuff some on sci-fi other ones. Now. There's my my guilty pleasure show. What's dark, that? dark Matter. I like Dark Matter. It's a guilty pleasure. It's not a terrible show. It's not a great show. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's not terrible. Is, uh, is Humans on Sci-Fi as well, or is I that a different one? I think that's BBC. Oh. Yeah, but this, so then they turn around and go, well, you know, we're starting to actually get some critical acclaim. We better put out another Sharknado. Right? <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure this one takes place in Antarctica. I don't right. want to think we're all highfalutin. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> remember our roots. The, is, is The Magicians on Sci-Fi? The Magicians yes. is also that's, on that's Sci-Fi. The one I'm and it's of. a good Magicians. show. Yeah. All right. Rubble, that's rubble, it. Rubble, rubble, rubble. That's all you got? Yeah. Rubble, rubble. That's good enough, I think. Put a fork in it, Susie. Somebody. I huh? got it. Eat more ham. Oh. That's it? That's, not even, that's it. 
You know what? Well, I'm, what do you I'm, want? Just, I'm gonna say fast pass more ham. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, there. Okay, okay I got it. Shut up, Tony. Eat more ham. <laughs> <laughs>